My goodness, I think someone is in this barn. And I think it must be somebody from Chicago, Illinois. I'm going to turn around and see who it could be. What the hell are you doing here? Cars, you son of a gun. It's cars, my buddy, from the Keeping It 100 football show, TTNL, The Tate Never Lies. You son of a gun, you, look at you. Who told you you can come here? Huh? Well, it's nice to see you, buddy. And tonight, we're gonna have a great show on the Keep It In 100, The Tape Never Lies. <laughs> Draft Dr. Phil and the Smartest Man. Keeping It 100. Yes! What? Oh my Here God. it is! Oh You'll never know how good your football team is going to be until you play with maximum That you love the smartest man and talk to Phil. Break it down the film, never a problem, kick it straight. Most shows focus on stats, we focus on the tape. We keep it at a hundred, never running east to west. We coming with that truth, cause that's what our fans expect. Cut off the freaking anchor, moving forward to be free. But don't you worry, Shane's got the dumbest tweets. It ain't no secret, Phil and Shane got some haters. But now the mouth stuck like the two and now and later. Debaters, draws get kicked like Coach Tabor. Cuts had to be made, we added the barber moderator. Up and down, boys got you double checking. Sad sack scrolling like a full drunk texting. Flexing on the truth, cause you know they'll never change. Real, recognize real, that's what you get with Phil and Jimmy's fucking name. What we do when we're breaking down the bears. Fuck a play or a captain, all of the unchecked. The truth, you see, we laugh, we are lies, so there's no babies like Maybelline. Straight to the truth with the acumen and facts. We got a sad nerd, but he's not just giving nerds that car crash, big impact like trick sad. Every Wednesday night you got the smartest man to feel back. Now we know you're smiling like a fat kid with fun dead. We're back better than ever and we keep it in a hundred. Draft Dr. Phil and the smartest man. Justin Fields gets outside the pocket. Right place. Come hang out, talk some bears, mainly QB. 
Um, we got a fun show for y'all tonight. Lots to cover. So without further ado, I'm going to bring in the guys that you really came to see. Thank you. Hey, Shane. Hey, nobody put Cherie in the corner. Right. Who put me up there? That was, uh, it was Jackal. Jackal shows up and Cherie goes in the corner. <laughs> Hi, Phil. Hey, we're all here. We're all here. I don't know where I made that new change. Oh, there it is. There it is. Little, there uh, it is. We made the change. Oh, the little Cherie sandwich right here. This is a Cherise. And who yeah. puts Cherie in a corner? She ain't complaining. I'm going to unfollow her on Instagram right now. <laughs> Done with her. Turn the TVs off. Turn them off. Turn all the TVs off at Alice Hall. Unfollowing Cherie on Instagram. I fuck with Cherie and I follow her on Instagram. Both. I don't have to unfollow her. I appreciate the love, guys. I F with Cherie, too. It's too early in the show for me to swear. When are you editing? I love Cherie's mom. We we lost a patron because of that. Yes. It was the show I didn't swear. That's the crazy thing. It was the show with Phil's dad and Phil's dad. You know, I go, Dad. I'm not going to swear for you. And my so dad I, swore like three, three, four yeah. times in the show. By the way, like I've been with you guys since the beginning. The 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 cursing is just it's a little bit too much. I'm like, so you've been with us for three years, and it just t- and now it's just three wild. years was yeah. your tipping point. Shane hasn't offended you yet. Yeah. So <laughs> he'll be he'll be back. And he was There's so complimentary. Chubbs. He Chubbs. Was, he was all fired up. I'm unfollowing like, Chubbs on he's Instagram. He's like, you fuckers too. better come out on fire tonight. How could we not? Justin and we not? weak ass take. Justin's weak ass, weak ass take on what? Michael Jordan? Yeah, that, wrong? that. Yeah. Listen, Our guy Cap loved that one. I love David Kaplan, and he deserves props. Because he's not riding a fence. He's not a, a fence rider. And listen, I'm going to say this again. I'm sorry. TTNL has stood by the truth. We haven't flip-flopped. We haven't lied ever and said we're an insider. And believe me, we get a lot of inside information. We just you know, choose not to share it sometimes. We don't get proved wrong and protect our tweets. You know, it's all good. <laughs> Let's get proven wrong and protect our what if social so no one can comment soft ass soft that's what soft is but i i you know jack will even jack will even want to chime in on that one that shit will make your teeth rot out I'm going to say a couple things. I'm going to say, number one, if you are soft, you've never played the game of football or any sport competitive, you've never put your voice out there, you've never stood by anything, and you're pretending, pretending to break down tape, you're just following the ebb and flow of the crowd and you want to be a pleaser and TTL TTNL is not for you just isn't 
because you know what's going to solidify our story and our conversation and our discussion our debate is what we've actually done on film i will attack ivan shane jackal anybody that stands in the way of what i've seen in truth in truth and those guys at the end of the day walk away knowing i still love them i'm just using that as an example because there's a lot of soft ass pussies out there that take shots at shane and myself i'm not smart for being originals because we don't destroy content or bears content creators we destroy narrative lying creators that's the difference here that's the difference and there's a lot of the frauds out there and i will call i will call them out they have an issue shane is told telling me hey phil now x or whatever the fuck it's called gives people money people can pay money to have a blue check mark next to their name so what they're saying leads the sheep oh he's he's verified whatever i'm gonna follow him i mean i actually take to... money too but that's a what's that stuff. anyways go ahead <laughs> i didn't hear what you <laughs> whoever said you aren't funny is dumb i'm just yeah true i can even admit that i black Dude. comedic lack comedic timing lacked comedic time my mic okay these new settings are they better i do i like you have right. a little bassy oh yeah it's for sheree over there What's up, girl? i so scared the shit out of her earlier so i i ordered i owed her some bass in my voice tonight thank you and you got the beard working for me shane oh hey girl somebody can pay. we're staying in the green room after the show <laughs> to try to portray they're more important that's what this is social media now i got a lot of stuff about the justin interview that honestly i think it's an embarrassment to be honest yeah but... it was it was my biggest takeaway is i mean i listen i'm not going to get into the all of the minutiae and shit like that but it was just i thought it just came across as odd i mean i don't want my guy out there saying you, you know i just I just want this over with. I want an answer. Well, you're not going to get an answer right now. Right. Welcome to and the he, he business of football. He knew everything. Right. And was totally manipulating. A Why do people take social media so serious? Well, how serious are you taking it if you had to unfollow the Chicago Bears in the NFL to get the get football off your feed? Just don't pay attention to the app. Delete the app from your phone. Walk away from it. I can speak on that. I did it. I did. <laughs> and Shane has given me props ever since because I've never once gone back ever. Yeah. In fact, I, Ryan, I have access Shane. to Phil's Twitter account if I need it. And I, yeah, yeah, he doesn't. The reality is, you know, social media can be a great thing and a freaking very disgraceful thing. But don't portray like you don't know what the game is. Don't portray like you don't know what the game is. But again, I wanted to address it because you have people, you have people losing friendships or I have people that are, don't talk to me now because I'm telling what my life's work. I take pride in this. 
I had a dumbass say, oh, I, I don't. He's taking, he jumps on my page, my page, and jumps into some discussion. Everyone's having fun time. And some fan brings up TTNL and our breakdown, how wonderful it was. And this dude takes a shot at us. I don't pay for that amateurish breakdown or whatever. Yeah, we can Bro, tell. You know what you're fucking we doing. Can, we, we can tell. You, you don't can pay. tell by your football acumen you wouldn't pay for it because it's fucking ridiculous. There is nowhere. Anybody worth their grain of salt, even if they're the biggest fan of Drake May or whoever, Justin Fields, you can go to our network channel and you're going to get unbiased, an unbiased look at the true football tape. It's the, it's the truth. I don't flip-flop like a lot of these dudes do. I Neither does Shane. We don't agree on everything. We don't flip-flop. And that's not going to happen here. And it's, it's offensive that I take and Shane takes all this time out of our lives to break down the tape. Actual have all 22 tape showing you live. Like, there's nowhere for us to... It's my editing. Full time, full time I did the editing. Breakdown with film. Imagine with film. What a novel fucking concept that is. Exactly. Exactly. There's no pretending that we're breaking down tape or grinding the tape. I've been doing this for years, bro. You're going to take a shot at me and think I'm going to celebrate you or our network? No fucking way. I have no agenda. I will say this. Justin Fields is an average to below average quarterback in the NFL. The numbers back that up with all of the numbers that I've been given and Shane has been given. And we read down the 225. He's got six in his career. You got a freaking backup quarterback with the Bengals who had six this year. Don't come at me. Don't come at me because I have the tape showing me. I didn't need those things. I'm not paying attention to uh, all the other passers in the NFL. I'm not doing that. I'm focused on the Bears. Problem one, quarterback. Problem one, A, coach. You can point the finger at Matt Nagy. Blame everybody. Justin is this. You have every excuse written in it but you don't have those same excuses for mitch trubisky you don't have those and if you look at the stats which i'm not a big fan of they show it they're on the same place and actually mitch might have thrown more yards more touchdowns he's considered a bust right so here are all these fans. And listen, I wanted Justin to succeed. I wanted him. I wanted him to be the best he could possibly be. And I'll tell you this. You could take this to the fucking bank. If Justin was playing his ass off out there and it was other issues, this network, myself, would be the fucking front row leaders in defending him but as shane has put many a time 
There's guys open. There's plays to be made. Darnell Mooney didn't become a bad player overnight. Didn't. And when you get your narratives crisscrossed and fired up and you're just seeing it through a blind eye, there are no guarantees. You're right. But the one guarantee is on the tape. It's average. It's missing throws, throwing it out of bounds wide when a guy's wide open, missing that. Yes, there's plays where other players have let your quarterback down. That's football, bro. It ain't consistently inconsistent, though. Darnell Mooney didn't go from being a great 1,000-yard receiver to nobody. Oh, he's nobody. There's an issue. It's the quarterback. Now, I'm not helping our trade value in saying that for some people, but the reality is what I saw on tape, I told Shane, it's not gray. It's not. It's right there. He regressed. And I'm not wrong. If you focus so much on swag and your look, instead of going out there and grinding on the football field, you can have, yeah, ESPN can make a highlight reel of fucking any quarterback in the NFL. It's the truth. And when you have a dynamic athlete who can run and escape like he can, that's what they live on. But you don't, Kurt Warner said it best, you don't live on that. You don't live on that. So I'm sorry Justin Fields' feelings are hurt. And he unfollowed Instagram, even though some people said he didn't. He, he yeah, he knows. He knows. he knows it's over in Chicago for him. And like I said, I'm not I'm not wishing him ill or a, a bad career or anything. But once he's gone from Chicago, he's gone from my periphery. I'm exactly that's that's how I roll and that's what I do. It's it's on to the next. And like you said, Phil, all the hard work that we've put in, everything that we've done, we'll ne- at no point did we not want Justin to make it. Because exactly. at the end of the day, if he proved without a shadow of a doubt that his trajectory was where it needed to be and he was where he needed to be, there's no doubt what the best option would be. If you were if you knew that you could build with him and he was the answer, then you take the historical hall. Exactly. But he's not there. And it's not close. To who the to who the better quarterback prospected? Listen, is he explosive running? Yes, I get it. He he talked about it with Amon Ra and EQ in the, in the in the podcast. He voted for himself as the best runner after he said that Lamar was initially. He's an explosive runner. Day one, day one, Caleb Williams is a Chicago Bear. He's a more progressed passer, and it's not close. It's not close. 100%. And people get mad about that. For what? We're not going out of our way to put out negative content about Justin Fields. You, me, Cherie, Jackal, Pars, Brian Perez, everybody. We were all excited the night that we got Justin Fields. Oh, yes. Jackal, yes. He gave us a reason to believe that that this was going to be you know better for us we had our guy 
and you had him for almost what 40 games and now now you're holding the golden ticket caleb guys ladies everybody guess what caleb williams is going to be a bear we've maintained it for a long time we've taken a lot of heat we've never wavered we've never said oh let's go with the flavor of them oh drake may played good against this team let's let's push him up a little bit no Jaden daniels won the Heisman. Oh, Jaden dan oh no no caleb, caleb played bad against notre dame oh yeah can you imagine yeah caleb williams had two had a bad half well yeah he, he just he never recovered i mean let's not pretend <laughs> like the 27 for 35 against washington three weeks later never happened for 312 yards and four or three passing touchdowns and a rushing touchdown let's just pretend that never happened didn't happen shane they went to the national championship and three weeks later this kid is crying in the stands because he left everything out in the fucking field i've been around football my whole life never seen anybody terrorize somebody for having emotion let alone with their mom when they've left everything on the field, I've been there before. Shane showed me a, a video of Michael Irvin, Hall of Famer, crying. I've cried when I've lost a game before. I can admit well, that. Yeah, North that's... Haven High School. We're going yeah. for a state championship. We lose on an inverted whistle. It's pouring out. Lightning strikes. We have an hour and 40-minute halftime break. We got to go back that's... on the field and win. And I'm on the bus crying after we lost because we yeah, got screwed. Still, people can just point to that and say that it's high school, whatever. Greg yeah. Gabriel talked about it and said that he's been in the league for 64 years and he has never seen it. Well, never. He's lying. And I just, he's I just lying. don't understand that take. When you've seen, I mean, like you said, Michael Irvin talked about it, about himself doing it multiple times in the NFL. I've seen it in, I've seen it in my son's age group. I've seen it in juniors and seniors in high school. I've seen it in college. I've seen it in the in in the pros. I've seen it in every level. And Greg Gabriel's been around it way more than I have. So I don't even know how that's possible. It's like personal at this point. They're t- it's ridiculous. Like you want to br- bring someone down so you could be right. That's what it yeah, feels and like and to me. It's like it just I you can't. You can't move the this is what's happened a lot with the Caleb debate or the the throw the Justin debate in there is the the, the moving of the goalposts. It's it's you know, it's the offensive line, it's it's the head coach, it's the OC, oh it's it's the organization. Very rarely does it ever come back to Justin. It never when does. all of it is true. It Not is the head coach. Of it Justin is the offensive Field coordinator. Fans. It I'm is sorry. Justin Fields. It's everything. Everybody is guilty here in terms of Justin's progression. Justin is just as guilty as Matt Eberflus. He's just as guilty as Luke Getze. He is. But people don't want to hear that. And the timing of this is where you are. And that, that is the... Did you see the, the, the tweet from Spotrack today? About the... the, the Sport rack. Yeah. Spot rack. Spot rack, I think. Yeah, whatever it is. But did about the the potential? Yes. You sent contract. It to me. Yes, six it. years, two hundred eighty three million. Two hundred eighty three million. Are you kidding me? 
Come you're on, getting bro. Caleb Williams for essentially four for 40 and 40 million guaranteed. You can remove everything, everything else except that right there. And it's a mic drop. It's the ender. It's the ender. Six for 283 or four there for 40. Is. is that the one you're talking about or no? Yeah, Justin Fields contract if traded 2024, 3.2 million guaranteed. 2025 is with the fifth year option. The projected $22 million option must be decided by May 2nd and will become fully guaranteed as soon as as soon as it's exercised. From a long-term standpoint, Justin Fields projects toward a six-year $283 million extension in our system. There is nobody on earth. If you have a brain in your head that could sit here and tell me that you're willing to sign Justin. I don't want to hear that. Oh, he doesn't require. No, if you trade the number one pick and you pick up the fifth year option with Justin Fields in Chicago, he's getting a long term extension. It's just the way that it is. It's That's reality. Who his agent is and it's Seattle six for 283. I would never pay that. There ain't a chance in hell. We were talking about the Daniel Jones four for 160. And this is talking six for 283. Are you kidding me? I wouldn't pay him $2.83, bro. I'd pay him that. I mean, that's a hell of a deal for a backup. But (laughs) Listen, I want to say this, and then we'll bring out our guest, uh, Brian Perez at Bears Talk. He's back. Ryan Perez NFL is coming back on. He, he wants to vent a little bit. The big news, this Amon Ra, the St. Brown brothers, as well as the lies and all of the manipulation and dealing with a fan base that's so, uh, what do we say, so volatile, so angry, so ridiculous. This should be a celebra- celebratory time. Because I want to say this. Real quick before, before everybody gets ten percent wrong, huh? He's he's saying about they're going to get three for seventy five. The only rock him I care about is with Eric B on stage right now. (laughs) Let me say this, real quick. As you said before, I want to say as Caleb Williams walks into Hallis Hall, he becomes the most talented quarterback to ever play for the Chicago Bears. Now, I am on the record in saying he's the best quarterback I've ever scouted. So I know if you're watching this show, you either love me or hate me. There's no in between. So I, one, all of you can agree is I do the work and I'll show you why. And I have, and I have. And let me just say this. People that I respect in this league that scouts have said the same thing to me because they will check, check and balance. Like, what are you, what are your thoughts? And it's universal. It's you, uh, uh, what's his name? Rick Spielman, best quarterback he's ever scouted. Joel Klatt, best quarterback he's ever scouted. Go down, Mel Kuyper. He's the best quarterback in the last 20 years. Say what you want about Mel. I mean, the guy's locked in, has done the work. 
we can go down the list. There are going to be contrarians oh, that bet exactly. on people to fail. Everybody on Twitter thinks that they've that they they never put their content out there or their top fives at each position for everybody right. to see it, but they're never wrong. That's the they're way never, that they're, they're never wrong. A thousand, like Keith. how many times have we heard people bring up Mac Jones to you because you had him as the number two quarterback in the draft? A hundred thousand. That's exactly. the, the haters bring that up. Sure. The actual fans that have listened to what I said and broke down. And if you really look at it, is did Matt has Mac Jones played better than Justin? You could look at the stats. Has he gone into a great situation? Are we if I on this show making, making up excuses up for him every week? No, right. I don't care. Don't care. What I care about are the Bears. And I go to sleep at night praying that we get a fucking guy that's a Red Bull dynamic winner that is going to go out there, compete at all costs, and has God-given passing ability on the level of Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, and Dan Marino. I can't praise anybody higher. We did a a two-and-a-half-hour breakdown of Caleb Williams at Oklahoma, Shane, and at USC, and both of those breakdowns feel like a highlight reel, but it's actual cut-up play, drives, tape. I'm just cutting out run plays. I'm cutting out false starts or holds, and I'm just putting it all together to go over. It's ridiculous how much of a layup this is. And if you really want to get tricky... Because I want to say this, Brian, and then bring him out. I'm sorry. I was watching my guy, Adam Rank, and Bear Down Cuz before the show. I was listening to them, getting the boys showered and feeding everybody. And I'm listening to their show, and they're like, can we get, you know, can, is there, if we didn't have the number one pick, and it was the 15th pick and the ninth pick, would we be talking about this? And I said to myself, you know what? A good GM would. They take the nine and whatever, the 12th, and trade the fuck up to get the position locked in and trade Justin Fields as well. That's how good this quarterback is. You think these people are talking about getting a haul for a number one pick? When Nobody would. Phil, whoever get? had number one is sitting. They're sitting. They're sitting. So I just want to add something about before we bring our guests in, or we can bring them in, I don't care. But I just want to point out that I see a lot of people talking about, well, if we get Caleb Williams, we better make the playoffs next year. No. And granted, I'm, you know what, I, I, I would hope we can make the playoffs, but why is the bar so high for Caleb Williams? Because they're Justin, they're Justin Fields fans. That's somebody else. I mean, I not to go back to Greg Gabriel, but he's not the only one saying it. They're they're saying you bring Caleb Williams in here, you're guaranteed to lose for the next two years. What is that? What is that? What is that? What is it based off of? Well, you can't go. You can't go. Um, C.J. Stroud because that's that's an anomaly. Because Ben Roethlisberger never happened. You know what I mean? There, Dan Marino never happened. It's just you're you're. You're building a case for your narrative with zero facts. You don't, the Bears aren't a normal number one overall pick team. They have seven wins. They were 
one of those teams that was in the hunt for a while. And unfortunately, we all know situational football wasn't great because of the head coach and quarterback gaps quarterback and defensive, good. defensive <laughs> breakdowns. It, 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 all, it all matters. But if we, you can get some consistency at quarterback, you don't have to average that many passing yards a game to eclipse what we've had for the past three years. You don't. And you know what? It's a we don't have to say we we do. I had a guy say, hey, you gotta you gotta talk like this. Don't talk about Caleb and just do this and don't talk. What we don't have a script here, and there's impossible to not talk about this quarterback thing right now. We will talk about a lot. Let's bring our guy out. Brian Perez of Bears Talk. What's up, Long man? Long time no see. <laughs> What's going on, fellas? Uh, pretty crazy day today on Bears Twitter, I think, is uh, oh, man. putting it I gently. Just, I, I just want you to know I unfollowed you on Instagram, Brian. I just need a, I need a little <laughs> bit of a break. <laughs> what does it mean, though, Shane? Yeah, well, that's, you know, I can still fuck with you, but I'm just not going to follow you on the on the gram. It's, I don't know, man. It's a... I Listen, think man, I, I I don't understand. I think he knows exactly Bears. what he's doing, Brian. I really do. Like his 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 leadership, his agent. There, he's got a very powerful powerful agent in, in Malata. They know what they're doing. It's it's part of our part of playing the game. I don't know if it's it's wanting to create, you know, sympathy or. I, I don't know. To me, it just came, it came off as very oddly scripted in a way to me in, in, in the pod. And it just, I didn't think it was a great look. I have to, I do have to give Amon Ra St. Brown some credit because he was in full blown. I don't give a fuck mode with some of his questions that were fantastic. Very, the very ones point that blank. To be asked. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're not following anything football? I'm going to go right on your gram right now and see who you're... Yeah, that's exactly what you, what you want to do. But go ahead, Brian. You know, I, I had a real hard time with Bears fans on Twitter today, and, and it was really a tough experience because I, I've enjoyed Bears Twitter so much since kind of diving into this world with Bears Wire back in the day and Bears Talk now. And, and after today's podcast, the St. Bros podcast with fields aired you got a real strong sense for the division in the fan base and how it is kind of devolved from bears fans coming together and having bears talk not a shameless you know maybe shameless plug there um into just you know i'm going to say whatever pushes or advances my narrative further Today's podcast with Justin Field. I mean, let's go back to the whole Instagram thing. This really bothers me. Okay. I mean, it really bothers me how Bears fans are condescending right now on Twitter, making it seem like the content creators, the podcast hosts, the bloggers, the writers, the reporters are making it seem like this is a big deal when really it's not. The, 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 the Justin Fields fans, I'm a Justin Fields fan, but the Justin Fields diehards right now are trying to push this occult are trying to push this Justin Fields unfollowing the bears thing as if it's a non-story 
I, I couldn't disagree more. I agree um, 100%. If you don't think that Justin Fields did this intentionally, then you are absolutely saying that you don't think Justin Fields is a smart guy. Justin Fields, when he's at the podium, Bears press conferences from the day he was drafted by the Bears, has established himself, in my opinion, as one of the smartest, most savvy quarterbacks in the league. He has been a brand since he was in high school. He was a brand when he went to Georgia, which is why with everything that happened with him there, he had to get out quick to salvage his brand and make sure that he was in the best position possible to succeed in college. And now in the league, we heard the stories from Josh Lucas talking about how he was a little standoffish as a rookie, not wanting to learn from Andy Dalton and Nick Folds, a guy who knows he's the best on the field, his brand, he wants to be on the field. Justin Fields, as you said, Shane, has an agency, a social media team. He has, his father is very much involved with everything he does. Nothing Justin Fields does is an accident. Nothing he does isn't calculated. So if you think that Justin Fields unfollowing the Chicago Bears, the quarterback of one of the biggest media market teams, which happens to be the epicenter of the NFL offseason storyline, his position, his city, his team, everybody's paying attention. If you think him unfollowing the Bears on Instagram is just because he wants a mental break when he's in Amsterdam and in Milan, you are not giving this dude enough credit. Justin Fields knows exactly what he's doing. Justin Fields is taking control of his brand and saying, you know what, Ryan Poles, you know what, Chicago Bears, I've had enough of sitting back and letting everybody else do the talking. Everybody else compare me to Caleb Williams. Everybody else have their opinion. I'm going to unfollow you guys. And what is that message that he sends to the Chicago Bears? Well, if Justin Fields was a dick, he would have said, trade me. I'm out. I don't want to deal with this. Trade me. Justin Fields is not a dick. Justin Fields is a smart, calculated, strategic brand. So he unfollowed the Bears. That sent a message to Ryan Poles and the Bears front office that I am not happy. You guys need to figure this out soon. This is my first well, attempt and to what's tell in you five guys. Days. And what's in five days? Exactly <laughs> Where right. This is going to go down. And I'm going there, Shane. That's exactly yeah. right, man. You're one step ahead of me. So he unfollows the Bears on Instagram, knowing that in a couple of days he has a podcast appearance, which he never does. He, he never, never does. does. Never he shows knows. his personality like this. Correct. So if you think about a guy who has always been calculated and strategic, look at him in his press conferences with Bears reporters. He looks these guys in the eye. He thinks about every layer of the question they're asking. He goes through detailed answers with directly attacking whatever the question is. He's a thoughtful, strategic, calculated young man. And he's in the social media generation. He grew up knowing what it means to unfollow someone. Knowing what it means to like a tweet or re retweet something, that is an endorsement. That is your message to the masses. No matter what anybody wants to say, he's taking a mental break to go on vacation. No, he's not. He could take Instagram off of his phone if he wants exactly. to go on a mental break. People are still going to tag him in posts about Caleb Williams. He's still going to be con. He's going to be connected with all this. 
unfollowing the Bears was his message to Chicago. I'm letting you all know. I am now ready for this to be over. Because a few minutes into the podcast, after he talked about, oh, everybody takes social media too seriously, which I'll get to in a second. And I I apologize, guys, for bulldozing this. I've been holding this all day. Why it's a three or four three or four hour show, Brian. <laughs> he he is a few minutes into the podcast, and you got to really like when when fans, on, when fans go on Twitter and just want to spew their opinion about team fields. Take a minute, watch the podcast, watch it again, then watch it again, and look for the human context clues to really understand what somebody's saying. It's not just about what they're saying. You have to dig a little deeper. A few minutes after he said. People take social media too seriously. A couple minutes later, I just want this all to be over. Okay, that's what he wants. To get to that point, he needs to unfollow the Bears on Instagram. He needs to send a message to Ryan Poles to make a decision like now. Because what's inside his head and in his heart, he wants this over. So how? what can I do? What steps can I take to reach that end game? Step one, unfollow the Bears on Instagram. I know a couple of days later, I'm on a podcast with Amon Ross St. Brown and one of my teammates, and I will be carrying the momentum that this social media strategy has created into a podcast, which go on NFL.com, go on ESPN.com, tune into all the shows tomorrow morning. The first thing they're going to talk about and lead with is Justin Fields' comments on the podcast, which became more relevant because he unfollowed the Bears on Instagram. And Shane, what happens a few days from now after all of the buzz and all of the headlines are created, the NFL world comes together in Indianapolis for the scouting combine. Justin Fields, give the dude credit, Bears fans. Justin Fields fans, don't take credit away from him by saying he just wants a mental break. You are actually suggesting that Justin Fields doesn't know what he's doing, maybe has no clue the impact that he can have on social media, that's an insult to him. It's not an insult to say Justin Fields did it on purpose. That's giving him credit and saying that Justin Fields is a smart, strategic, calculated dude. And guess what? I actually want a guy like that as my quarterback. Well, a dude who the, can... the quarterback you're going to be replacing him with is the same Dude, and I exactly I'm he knows gonna, how to use the manipulation. Yeah, I'm not, not going to give out a name, and he he's going to be coming on with us here in a couple of weeks. But had a conversation with him before the show tonight, and he said he's a he's a business, and he knows what his value is, and that's as a brand all, as a brand. And, and Shane, these, these guys, guys these guys don't know anything other than the social media world. Yep. They know what it means to unfollow, what that message is that they're sending. So now I'm the opposite of you. I thought it was an embarrassment, but a selfish one. So because I love the Bears and football so much, you're 100% right, Brian. What he did was get at the, the, you know, the there's three rounds left in the fight. He got to the fight. Ding, ding, ding. Make this about me. I know I'm going on with these guys. I'm going to say my truths there because I'm on raw to his credit deserves a lot. He asked the pertinent questions across the table. A lot of these fucking guys won't ask. He did it. And but here's the thing. There here's was the thing, several, Phil. several little 
what do we call it? Nuggets of flirtation with Atlanta. It, yeah, Atlanta. Oh, I like those guys. Oh, I happen to be, to your point, I happen to just follow Bijan Robinson, Drake London. And so when they ask, do you know Drake? No, I don't. It's to but tell the Bears that's where I want to go. He even like, said, I think they need one more wide receiver. I think when was they the last time you heard another receiver? player say never. that? You've never heard that. Not about another team. Justin Justin Fields unfollowed Instagram, unfollowed the Bears on Instagram. I, I need Justin Fields fans First to understand all, this. He, he, un, he unfollowed them. I, I said this on the show last, the other day when we were live. Because there was this minute, he he didn't unfollow them. He did. I know he's out there talking shit. Like no, because I remember tagging him in and the Bears in the season when we were breaking down one of his bad games. I tagged Justin and him and the Bears, and you could see he was fo- so I knew he had been following them because of when I did that. But but here's the other thing. Here's the thing. Justin Fields, and I need Bears, uh, Justin Fields supporters, the cult, whatever it might be. I need these fans to try to understand this. Justin Fields unfollowed the Bears on Instagram on purpose with the intent to regain some power in this debate. He has no power. He has no ability to decide where he plays next year. He has no ability to to essentially give himself a contract extension or tell the Bears who to pick. But he has the ability to protect his brand by establishing his alpha in the room personality and sending the message to polls to say, look, dude, this ain't going to continue nicely. I'm not going to play nice in the sandbox anymore. And again, go back to the podcast with the St. Brown brothers. When they asked him about unfollowing the Bears on Instagram, Justin Fields' first reaction was a laugh, as if, wink, wink, yeah, yeah like, obviously. Like, you know, he, he came up with this, ah, oh, man, I don't know why people take social media so seriously. Like, are we seriously buying that? You're the quarterback of the Chicago Bears. You know everything you do is put under a microscope on social media. You unfollow the team you play for. The only thing that can happen from that is Bears fans and content creators and writers and reporters to take it seriously. There's no other outcome. So there's you can't buy the bullshit that Justin Fields is trying to sell. You actually have to give him credit for taking a stand. Look, if I was representing Justin Fields or I was Justin Fields' father or I was in his corner, I would be saying, dude, you got you can't just sit back and be like the bitch in the situation and let Caleb Williams be the chosen one over you. You have to continue to establish to the other 31 teams in the league that you are the alpha, that you are the guy they should be picking, that you are ready to just put this behind you and move on, whether it's in Chicago or another team next year. So, of course, you have to draw first blood somehow. And Justin Fields is not going to come out in the media. He's not going to say, I want, I'm demanding a trade. He's just basically saying, and as he said, word for word in the podcast, I want this to be over. 
Bears fans. He wants it to be over. That's why and he's, he's laughing. This thing. I'm glad this you asked that. And 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 again, I asked. I want Bear Fields fans to just answer this to me. If he wants to disconnect from the drama that comes along with the Fields versus Caleb Williams debate, just take Instagram off your phone during your vacation. Are you that addicted to Instagram that you can't do that? That's a concern. And I, there's people on Twitter that'll say, oh, it's a grown man. He could do whatever he wants. Why would one grown man tell another grown man what to do? Hey, listen, I get that if we're talking about like, you know, you're sitting at the bar, you're just talking to somebody, but this is a billion-dollar business. This is your employer. This is the national football. You are a celebrity, a pro athlete in the big one of the biggest media markets in the country, and you're telling me that you can't just take Instagram off your phone instead of unfollowing the Bears? Are you that you can't draw that logical conclusion. Justin Fields is not dumb, Bears fans. Stop making it seem like he is. If you think unfollowing the Bears but keeping Instagram on your phone during your vacation is what a grown man should have the right to do, you are not crediting him for being a very smart, calculated dude. He could have taken Instagram off. He didn't. Why didn't he? He's sending a message to the Bears. Rant over. Yeah, and... It's it's Everything a mic drop, man. It's great. This is there's just to get back to the moving the the goalposts. And I'll never understand this. And I don't. If you're pro Caleb Williams, pro Justin Fields, the thing that's funny is if you're pro Justin Fields, it's listen. You have to keep him. You have to take the hall. You have to build around them because the team's not good enough. He's never been given a fair chance. And then when you want to talk about Caleb Williams, you're the same person that's pro Justin, but now you get now you have to talk about Caleb Williams. Here's your here is your your argument when you're standing in the courtroom. Well, if you're saying that Caleb Williams is so good, then the Bears have to make the playoffs next year because he's better than Justin Fields. That's the the most flawed argument moving the goalposts argument ever the team's not good enough they need to be built for justin but if caleb comes here he's got to make the playoffs and because shane, he said he's better he's and shane it's, it's well, just it's dumb people want to jump Flawed on caleb thing. williams and his mental toughness for crying in his mother's arms it's, well what about the mental toughness of a guy who can't deal with instagram posts like you have to, to ask shut yourself, off the tvs at hallis hall it's this you it's have worse to ask than that yourself. You can't have your cake and eat it too. You can't sit here and monitor every step that Caleb, everything Caleb William likes on Twitter or retweets on Twitter. What does it mean? Oh, he liked this post that suggested he didn't want to play for the Bears. Look at all the Fields fans might say, look what that means. But when Justin Fields does something on social media, it means exactly. nothing. When Caleb Williams is crying in his mother's arms because emotions got the best of him, he couldn't handle the loss, the disappointment of that. Oh, he's too weak. He's not mentally strong enough to play quarterback in Chicago. But if Justin Fields unfollows the Bears on Instagram because he doesn't want to deal with the drama, oh, the man just needs a mental break while he's on vacation. I'm not saying you're right or you're wrong. Both opinions have merit. Argue them. Wonderful. But you can't say one is a negative and one is acceptable when they're both the same thing. Right. So I, I just really think it's important. And part of the reason why I'm glad you guys let me hop on tonight is that we're reaching a breaking point in this conversation where I'm sensing that Bears fans who 
are this invested in Justin Fields for whatever reason. Because, look, we all love Bears players. We want to cheer for Bears players. But I don't remember ever as a Bears fan a divide that literally could fracture a fan base because the Chicago Bears have a chance to draft the most talented quarterback in the last 25 years. It's bizarre to me. And, and my biggest worry close. is that but these same Bears fans are going to set up Caleb Williams to fail. And it's going to be – it's going to be intolerable. It's going to be insufferable on Twitter. Every pass, every right. bad read, every interception, and every loss will be magnified tenfold by the very loud Justin Field fan base, which we are all part of that fan base. Like, like we yeah, all don't you? It's 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 going to be loud on Twitter. You know what I mean? It's going to be shut the fuck down, Brian. Here. You know, let, let's just say the, they they open yeah. up with. Let's just say they open up with Green Bay again, and Caleb goes out and passes for 290 yards and three touchdowns, and the Bears win. How many, how many Caleb Williams haters are going to be on Twitter? But you, you know, know what I mean. Happen, Shane? You're going to see the opposite happen, where you're going to have the Caleb Williams fan base start sure. retweeting receipts on the Justin Fields fans. Yeah. Who this at this point? Oh, I've, I've lived that life. I'm. You know what I'm, I'm saying? So I've told just, Phil. I feel like going on a full smarmy bitch campaign with some of the stuff that we've dealt with. <laughs> once this trade goes down, and I and like I said, I got a I got a fat head right over here on my wall of Justin Fields, and people are you know people say to Phil and I, oh, you guys are are haters, and and you know you never wanted to give Justin a fair chance. Listen, Brian, you're you're a smart guy. What was the absolute best scenario that could have happened for the Chicago Bears? It was for Justin to leave no doubt and the Bears to get the number one pick. There's there there's no better outcome than that. Exactly. Because you'd be 100%. like, he's the fucking guy, and guess what? There's the fucking neon for sale sign for number one. The doubt is there. Yes, somebody put in the chat that the – Going into 2023, it was to take a jump, and then 2024 was was to make the playoffs. Yes, it was. Nobody had a, a, a realistic expectation last year after the trade that we were going to have number one again. Nobody did. Nobody did. The well, entire you, reason. You, to your credit, on this network, calmed me down. And said, what's the deal for the trade, Phil? Is if you get a number one next year in your trade down, what do they have if Justin doesn't improve? They have a chance at getting Caleb Williams. They won that lottery. Yeah. We should all be celebrating. Because at the end of the day, if you want to be a Justin Fields apologist and you have every fucking excuse known to man, at the end of the day, I'm doing the tape of this guy. He regressed. He is not a winner from the pocket. It, in the NFL, you have to win from the pocket. He's terrible at anticipation. He's terrible inside the hatch uh, attacker. He doesn't have the ability to anticipate and trust his arm and the windup and the falling away all the time to his left. You're not going to fix that. And these coaches didn't come here with the opportunity to coach the best quarterback prospect and potentially catapult their career in getting a head coach to fix Justin Fields. It's just not. 
you know, one of the things though, I think that's really for today, especially for me, is you can't you realize that at some point you have to like you guys are talking about Phil, you watch the film, etc. You have to do an unbiased, objective review. You have to put yourself they won't do it they in won't. the front office. Be the GM, the pro scouting director, one of the pro scouts inside House Hall that has to watch all the film. And ask yourself objectively after year three, if you're ready to commit the contract type numbers that you guys put up, 283 million over six years, or whatever it is, 238, whatever it is, over six years. Are you willing to do that? Nine out of 10 Bears fans are probably going to say, nah, no, uncomfortable with that. And yet the, the ability to just ignore the possibility that Justin Fields acted with intent over the last couple of days to send a message to the Bears about his desire to finish, like Cody Rhodes right now in the WWE, finish the story. He wants to get this resolved now. It's like at some point we got to hold dudes accountable. It's in every walk of life. You have to have accountability for your actions. And it's not that Justin Fields did anything wrong by unfollowing the Bears. He can do that. But you right. have to acknowledge the why. Somebody does something, great. You can assess it, dig deeper, figure out why did he do it. He's not unfollowing the Bears so he can go to New, uh, to Amsterdam. I mean, give me a break. Why do Bears fans not Italy. get that? And it's to me, this is a situation that is almost like, I mean, are we even going to be able to enjoy the moment the Bears pick Caleb Williams? Like, are we going to be? We will. You better, oh, you better, better come on this show because I'm going to fucking do a dance. <laughs> I might cry. I might cry in my I might have oh, to bite boy. my mom to watch the draft so I can cry in her lap because it'll be the best day. I'm fucking serious. I'm dead ass serious. I've never seen anything so twisted in my life and manipulated. It was. It, I felt the same way about Charles Leno. On a on a level, there was these a cult of Leno fans, and I kept showing the tape. Dudes getting beat inside, outside, fall into the ground. A fucking safety comes up, knocks him on his ass. We're defending this shit. Well, you know the best ability is availability, Phil. Come on. And I'm showing you. You got to get better. This is ridiculous. It's the same thing. With Justin on 500 times crazy. You know, you know what, Phil? I'm going to jump in for a second. Like, I, I would say it's okay to really be excited about Justin Fields' future. It's okay to think this dude has a big upside. It's okay to feel like he can win games in Chicago. Wonderful. Bravo. I, whoever, be, that's your opinion. But it's also okay to acknowledge that Caleb Williams is a better quarterback prospect and it's okay to say the chicago bears should draft caleb williams number one overall and move on from justin fields and have a healthy conversation and say oh wow this is interesting justin fields unfollowed the chicago bears he must be really getting yeah. tired of this and wants this to be over and that was an obvious move on his part to to send a message to the bear it's okay to have that conversation we don't have to protect him justin fields doesn't he's a grown man Justin Fields doesn't need to be protected by an army of followers on Twitter. Let's just call it what it is. 
He's sick of the narrative. He doesn't want to deal with it. He did this on purpose. He didn't do it to go on vacation. So, like, just sticking to this specific moment in time, and Justin Fields leveraging the St. Brown podcast right before the combine, Bears fans have to come to grips with this is not, like, this is not an accident. And it's okay for Fields fans to say, yeah, Justin Fields, you know, he's he's fighting back right now. He's playing the game. And maybe this is a sign that Justin Fields won't be here next year. To that point, I'm sorry. Every day... I drive to work. I listen to my boys, Cap and Hood, every day. And then I'll listen to them while I'm at work. And every day they always say, everybody says it too, the whole conversation about Caleb versus Justin on Fox Sports 1, on ESPN, everywhere. Everyone's tall. I'm listening to fucking LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn. I'm on an early morning drive because Cap ain't on. And they're talking about it. Everybody's talking about it. What does, to Brian's point, Caleb do? I mean, Justin do? He's getting upset. He's getting upset. He can't take... Caleb Williams had one first-round wide receiver he's played with in his career. Justin had seven first-rounders. Caleb's... Justin's getting fired up. He changes the, the whole dynamic. By unfollowing the Bears, making a power play, and getting everyone to talk about him and getting those quotes out there. Now, some of those quotes I'm embarrassed by. The whole Adam Schefter taking the DM thing with the girls. To me, that's embarrassing that we're having that quote be put out there. But again, he went on that. He he let go, let loose, and said what he had to say. I... I'm not a fan of the interview. I thought it was embarrassing, but I totally agree with Brian. It definitely was strategic, and it was to get the Bears to know he wants to be traded to Atlanta. It's very clear. You read through it. Think about if you're Ryan Poles and you get that message from Justin Fields, you know, that way. You know what I do if I'm Ryan Poles? I'd be like, well, I, your Instagram followed isn't making any decisions for me. The kid from USC being available to me at number one, that was making the decision for me. You know what I mean? It's just, and I, let's, Brian's let's... right. You, you got to play, you got to play the game. His, his leadership, his, his, all of that stuff is great. And he's probably going to go someplace and he's going to make plays. I just happen to feel that if he, let's just say he goes to Pittsburgh, good organization, stable organization, has shown a propensity that they can draft wide receivers. Mm-hmm. And Mike Tomlin's a, a, a good head coach. Are the flaws still not going to show up? Yeah, still of course they are. Of course they are. Yeah, exactly. And it was supposed to be, oh, just get him out of Chicago. He'll be fine. And Justin Fields is more a more talented quarterback than, than Mitch. I, but I will th- say this. I think his flaw, I'm just, I'll finish with this. I think his flaws, Brian, that we saw at Ohio State that we still see today, if you talk to a Justin Fields fan or if we analyze his tape in year seven, we're still going to see the same issues. I just don't know if it, 
I don't think they this gets fixed in year four. Yeah, and you know what else, Shane? I think I think I think Justin Fields also gave a little breadcrumb during the interview, which not a lot. I didn't see a lot of people focusing on this on on Twitter and wherever. And and this is what I want some Bears fans to kind of understand that when I'm having an opinion, like Phil watches the tape and Shane watches the tape. Well, when I'm making an opinion about a person and trying to read into what they say, I've got a lot of experience dealing with a lot of people. And I try to read through and understand, look for as many clues as you can. I think Justin Fields knows he's going to be traded. Because what Justin Fields said in the interview was, I enjoy watching film during the offseason. I enjoy studying basically the offense and learning to get better. And he is essentially acknowledging, I haven't really like been given the green light to do that here in Chicago with Shane Waldron and with the new staff. I haven't been doing that. I want this to be over so I can get to what I enjoy doing in the offseason. He's not there yet. If you're planning on this guy being any part of your future, he's got the entire fucking Shane Waldron library at Shane Waldron's house. And he's fucking looking at that shit on the plane, not looking at Instagram. Exactly. 100%. So he's not enjoying his office. With Instagram deleted off his phone. He's He's not enjoying the office. He's not watching film. He's not preparing to learn Shane Waldron's offense. That's why he wants this over. He wants to get to the part of the offense that he enjoys. What does that tell you, Bears fans? Listen to what he says. Pay attention to what he does. The questions are answered right there in front of you. He is not watching film right now. How is he not doing that with a new offensive coordinator? Because he's not, he doesn't know what offense he's going to be in next year. Because they're too busy saying, well, he cried at the Washington game. He, he, he wore crazy clothes at his GQ photo shoot. A GQ photo. A model comes down on a GQ photo shoot with like 60 different outfits that designers are fucking paying boatloads of cash. have you to, ever for them to take a and picture seen a fucking it. fashion show and some exactly. of the crazy ass shit? Not that even wearing? just that. Exactly. Have you watched right. the guys walking into Monday Night Football and Thursday Night Football exactly. with these things are wearing? I mean, Damn, some of those outfits are, are, are mind blowing. It is what it is. Yeah. It's fashion. It's style. Whatever. It's each their own. But like, are we really going to pick apart what these guys are wearing these days? I mean, it's it's really not. Everything. It's not my area of expertise. We'll put it that way. But one last I, thing on this on this point, or okay. one more thing on this point. Um, if you're a Caleb Williams backer, you're going to love what's going on right now, because I think the only thing that could possibly throw a wrench into Caleb Williams coming to Chicago is quote unquote character issues, questioning a person's ability to lead a, lead a locker room, questioning, questioning a a person's personality. If Justin Fields is beginning to show some cracks in the armor, in terms of mental toughness, in terms of how he handles his business off the field, in terms of any of that stuff. If he's starting to show some cracks in the armor, it could really push a torn Ryan Poles into the direction of talent over everything. Because if Justin Fields is unable to deal with this type of pressure, what's he going to do if it's third and three in the Super Bowl, down five, fourth quarter, Minute and a half left well, in the game. What he's done, you got to drive down. The, can you handle that pressure? He if you can't handle pressure, Brian, 
You know, if you can't he handle can't Instagram, Instagram, he can't handle Instagram. He admitted so Ryan that. Poles, I, Ryan Poles might be looking at this and being like, you know what? Are you looking for signs everywhere? And perhaps Ryan, Justin Fields and the steps that he's taking at this point are indicative of a Justin Fields that we really haven't seen yet in Chicago because there have been a long list of excuses that have made his right. path very well paved. We're now seeing Justin Fields face some adversity, face some challenge, face some criticism. He might not be the best man for the job, and we're going to start seeing his flaws, perhaps, as a leader, as a guy who can be a company dude, right? I'm not saying he I has to be that. that. I thought you saw that today. It was a me thing. I've seen, I've called this out before, Brian. And, you know, a lot of people laughed at me, right, Shane? Oh, yeah. I called out the fucking guy that goes out before the game worrying about their visor reflecting that they know that camp, they're not playing with that, but they want to look cool, is not the best leader of your football team. The guy that goes out there ready to fucking go to war is focused. He's not worrying about swag on his helmet. Those things were signs. They were red flags for me. And every time you got into a critical situation, I was waiting. In fact, I was cheering on the floor, begging for Justin to step up in those big moments. And he never did. The only game I felt like he stepped up and drove down the field was the Washington game. And Mooney dropped the ball. We all know that. You can't go on one. Everything's been inconsistent with Justin Fields and his the following of it is is ridiculous. And I'll just say this to all of you guys that bring up Caleb Williams in college versus ranked opponents, you don't get football at all. It's a team game. The same thing was said about Patrick Mahomes, who didn't wasn't surrounded by a good team. He was 0 for 9 or 0 for 3, 1 for 13 versus ranked opponents. It's not going to translate that. What translate is, Brian, what we've seen on tape that can't be. It's night and day different than Justin Fields has ever dreamed of throwing the ball. Quick release. Right. Sturdy, strong in the pocket. I'm breaking down Drake May. Now we can put them side by It's not even close. So you clowns say Drake May's cat. Tim Hasselbeck, Chase Daniel, you're creating a narrative to get clicks and get money. That's fine. I won't do that. I'm just telling you the truth. It isn't even close. It's next level. I made a joke with Ryan Cox making a great quote, and I called him a former new scout. To show, I'm joking that this is how crazy this has been. I quoted him as a former new scout. Thinking people and people were using it and sharing it. And go, this is what this scout is saying. And that's how crazy it's gotten. But the fact of the matter remains is it's true. What he was saying, it is a unicorn. It's another level of ability at the quarterback position, throwing mechanics, the ability to throw the ball deep. Now, it, there is no perfect prospect ever. There isn't. Dan Marino had his flaws. John Elway had his flaws. Andrew Luck had his flaws. Every quarterback has his flaws. 
but the ground floor of what this kid is in college, I have never seen before. And I know the Chicago Bears have never seen it before. And that's why guys like myself, Matt Waldman, Cars, Shane, Brian Perez, uh, David Kaplan, people that are watching the tape or doing their homework with unbiased, they just want to see what is the best for the Bears. It's not even, it's a layup. Right. It's a layup. It's like you don't pick Sam Bowie over Michael Jordan. You just don't. Well, that's, that's where the, you are. Yeah. It's Portland says, well, we need a center. And Bob Knight says, well, then play Jordan at center. That's exactly. you know, pretty simple. But with that being it's said, really real simple. quick. Nerd alert. Who's, oh, we. I'll have to switch the. Brand. Yeah, hold on, Brian. There, 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 you go. Go. there we go. Yeah, I'm not. No, don't put me front and center. Just bottom <laughs> corner, smaller window. That's but, totally fine. Brian, remember when you said you know you got to get Justin Fields more more weapons? Like you know, Stefan Diggs might be available. I've seen that out there. So that would be Stefan Diggs walking into a game this year. But we can't. <laughs> don't draft Caleb. Don't draft, don't draft Caleb. Don't draft. Stephon's Stephon. fucking baller though. Stefan's a baller, like, right? Guys? It's 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 uh, people make arguments to fit their narrative. You can go Moving through those goalposts constantly of a prime time game and see outfit choices that maybe you deem questionable. I don't know, it's all a matter of taste or whatever. But like Caleb Williams is in a GQ photo shoot. I mean, he's not bringing his personal wardrobe to it. I mean, right. what do you guys think is happening here? Uh, he didn't take that out of his closet. So I don't know, man. I, I I guess my question for you guys is why do you think this is happening? Like, like I, I what I'm trying to figure out is, like I said before, the why behind it all. Mm-hmm. What is it about the I the die on a hill approach that these Justin Fields fans are taking? We all would love for yeah. Justin Fields to win a Super Bowl in Chicago and be a great quarterback for the next 10 years. Nobody is fighting against that. But I think why can't Bears fans acknowledge the reality of the situation. I think it comes down to them being scared of the unknown. Listen, they're, they're as Bears fans, our bar is set so low at the quarterback position. Like people saw the run that Justin went on last year, running the football and sprinkling in some some pass plays along the way and thought that that was elite, sustainable, top-flight quarterback play. And if you're looking at it with an objective lens, you everybody knows that it's not, but their bar is set so low, they're expecting no matter what, Caleb is going to come here and fail, and at least we had moments of excitement with Justin I think they're scared of it just failing with Caleb because that's all that they're used to as Bears fans everything fails here well, a I mean, lot of people hate change too go ahead cars I'm sorry well the same thing happened with Mitch I mean yeah. if you guys remember and there was this whole to to Shane's earlier point there was a whole conglomerate of just he gets to New England. If he gets to Pittsburgh, it's going to be better. It's just the the issue isn't the player, it's the organization. And the organization has done 
enough in our lifetime to make that a true statement, right? It's very hard to trust this with any sort of quarterback. But I think it's you're, you kind of fall on this. Is it the player or is it the team? And those that are on the Justin bandwagon, a lot of them were on the Mitch bandwagon. And it's, and it's simply just blame the team. Like, I don't know about you guys. I'm fascinated to watch Luke Getze this year with the Raiders. I don't think he's going to be better, but I think it's going to be fascinating to watch. And you're going to have to watch his story unfold with, with Justin's as well. But everybody, you know, everybody wants to blame Luke and nobody wants to really blame the player at all. Well, that happens a lot in football, even with the coach. I mean, the decision to fire Getze was a scapegoat one. We all know that. And because, listen, Getze wasn't the greatest situational play caller, and I wasn't a huge fan of his, but there are plays on here over and over that Justin's missing. That's what fires me up. Like, this isn't a narrative. I've watched every rep of Justin Fields with the Bears, all 22, five times over. So I know I'm speaking from a truthful place. I'm not manipulating a truth. When I say he regressed, he did. Your biggest moment to shine is against your division rival to knock them the fuck out of the playoffs. It's like a playoff in itself. Opening day was like a playoff in itself. And he just can't do it. He just couldn't do it from the pocket. And what do you think? The Green Bay Packers, we're out here. I know Big Steve always says it. it's kind of embarrassing that you go to Soldier Field, and I've been there several times from Boston, Shane, and I go through the tunnel, and every, you're going into the stadium, Packers suck, whatever. Green Bay sucks. Green Bay, you could be playing the Cardinals, and they're chanting this, and then you're chanting it on the way out. Green Bay sucks. It's over and over, but Green Bay has destroyed us every time, right? They've destroyed us. Those same Packer fans are like, keep Justin Fields. Keep Justin Fields. Right. Please keep Justin. The, make Justin the defense, play quarterback. Those are players. Defense, from your make Justin about be Mitch. a quarterback. Yeah. Keep him in the pocket, and we beat you every time. That's the indictment. On top of all of the tape of me showing you, there's no narrative. Any fucking Justin Fields apologist, sign up, become a patron. I'll bring you on the show. We'll go through the Justin Fields. It's all there. It's all there. So what I, at the end of the day, if your opponents are saying, this is what you do to beat you, and you have never been able to overcome it after 39 games, and you think it's going to change somehow magically, Come on, just get him another wide receiver. Yeah. Just get him another guard, another center, everything. The excuses have to stop. Right. Well, at just some like point, the, you got to make a one play. that you see all the time. 18 screen passes in one game, and you want to blame Justin Fields. Think about think about that, how that can be twisted around right back towards you and put put your answer in the in the chat, D Levine. Is yeah. Justin's completion percentage was 61%. Is that good enough? With all the screen passes that he was throwing, no, it's nowhere near good enough. It and isn't. why were they throwing all of those screen passes? Is there a reason for it? 
Yeah, that's we, that's the, always the hardest part of this nuanced conversation is you can't really have the chicken or the egg. You know, like too many people live in this absolute black and white. It was either Luke Getze or it was Justin Fields and there's no in between. When the truth is, Shane, you're right. Some of it was Getze with the play calls. Others of it was Justin when there was stuff to be done. It wasn't done. I mean, the, we, we talk about it all the time. The play, he gets injured. How long does he hold on to the ball with Tom Thayer screaming at him to throw it from the booth? Yeah. It's it's one of the those games that he got hurt, by the yeah. way. He gets hit, hurt on that play because he holds the ball for what six seconds and DJ Moore is open on the you know the uh, sideline. Like it's all those things that football is difficult because it's not black and white. Life isn't black and white, but so many people treat it as such that it 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 just makes it easier to be like. It had to be Luke Getze. It wasn't Justin. Yeah, and the, the Bears did Fields a, a disservice by playing him behind Mustafer, getting him a first-time play caller and a first-time coach. It's just like having a rookie center, a first-time play caller, and a first-time coach in, in Houston, right? Yeah. You know, was that a disservice? No, but tell me why his dropback is so slow and continues to be so slow. Why? Who who is that on? Who is that on? When you, Brian, you know, these guys aren't working on their mechanics in season. That's just the that's the the life of an NFL player. Those things are all ironed out in the off season. When you're working out, when you're working out with your personal coach, it's on tape. Everybody, he I, who was it? Was it Schmidt's cars that originally had the drop back? timer put that out there yep and you have this on top of it and you're slowing your progressions and you have the ball tap and you have the wind up delivery yeah it all adds up you've seen it you've seen it it's not gonna get better it's not i mean i think when you talk about the like the bears quarterback ptsd that we all go through here you know at some point, let's just stop making excuses. I, I mean, we're three years in with a chance to draft the best quarterback who's entered the league in 25 years. I don't care if he had a rookie play caller. I don't care if he had a rookie center. Yep. We've seen 39 games of film that is overwhelmingly average with a few dazzling highlight plays that are not sustainable for long-term success. So if you look at his best plays, they are not high-end, sustainable, successful quarterback plays. They are dazzling, yes. top 100 highlights at the end of the year. Absolutely no doubt about it. Special playmaker, special athlete, special freakish human, be human being playing the sport, but not necessarily sustainable. Ryan Poles at his introductory press conference said he wants a team that can sustain success. That means you need a quarterback who has a timeless skill set. Dual threat guy is obviously the, the way to go now, but you need that passer like we see with CJ Stroud in Houston, a guy who can move around like Josh Allen in Buffalo. And yes, these are the elite quarterbacks in the NFL. And yes, that should be the type of quarterback the Bears want to put under center in Chicago. So, yes, if a prospect is coming out who profiles with those traits, 
We have no crystal ball. We don't know if he'll be a bust or not, but he has those traits. So yes, you take him, especially because you're coming off of 39 games with very average, and that's being generous, quarterback play from your last swing at the pitch where you tried to hit a home run with Justin Fields. Great franchises who run on these Super Bowl dynasties will hit one home run every 20 to 25 years on the position. The Bears haven't hit one yet. They swung on Trubisky. Missed. They swung on Justin Fields. It's a miss. You get another swing already? Trubisky was the second pick. Fields was the 11th pick. Now you have the first pick. Keep swinging. You got to keep swinging, especially when... Especially when the guy coming in this year is the home run pitch. Yep. It's the meatball pitch. This is, you're going to hit it out of the park because look, the Ryan Pole, it's, it's worse for Ryan Poles to trade Justin Fields and he hits and Caleb Williams fails. Uh, it's worse for Ryan Poles if he keeps Justin Fields, doesn't take Caleb Williams, and Caleb Williams becomes Patrick Mahomes. Than it will be if he trades Justin Fields and Caleb Williams is just a middling guy. No general manager, no front office executive, nobody who knows the game would blame Ryan Poles for taking a swing at a home run. That's his job. Win a spring a Super Bowl to the Bears. It starts and ends with the quarterback, Justin Fields. If you think that Justin Fields will be more than a Ryan Tannehill plus quarterback in the league, fine. You can win games. You could be a wild card team. You're not going to win Super Bowls at Ryan Tannehill. You want a Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers type of quarterback? You got to swing at the fences again. And that's what they're doing this year with Caleb Williams. And I just wish Bears fans would raise the bar. You know, raise the bar of expectations. You got people in the chat attacking. Like, I would love to see any of your breakdowns of Justin Fields or Caleb Williams, you're, you're doing the work, though, Phil, because it's not it's not anything than that. It's not a mm-hmm. tape breakdown. It, it's nothing to do with any of that. It's to the one thing I say to Justin, Brian, you're absolutely right. Inconsistent at best quarterback play, but those wow plays, those were some big time wow plays on offense. He's kind of been what's made it worth watching. And so everybody is so focused on that. It's a, it's, it's not film. It's not cap. It's not analytics. It's nothing other than let's watch this highlight reel. Mm -hmm. And when you see, when you saw him get out of a couple of sacks, right. That other players, when he, when he broke free of miles Garrett, right. How many quarterbacks are breaking free of miles Garrett's uh, grasp? Not many. And so you see that and that's what it is. And so you get it, but at the same point, Brian, I think you nail it with the like aim higher, right? Get go bigger. You need to win it if Lamar Jackson is his ceiling. Guess what happens to Lamar every year in the playoffs? It's not a it's not a great happened again this year. It's not a great thing. You know, it's not a great comp. He's a great regular season player, but you need you need a guy who can hit some of the layups, hit some of the the basic throws, and that's the guy that you could win with more consistently than you can with a scrambler. Look what happened with Jalen Hurts when he took a step back and he couldn't run as much this year, and he had to win from the pocket. Right. 
You need a guy that can do the on-time delivery stuff I, more. I just let me ask you guys this, Phil. Start with you, and then Brian. You go next, and then Cars. I well, Phil. I don't even have to ask you. I'll just start with Brian because I already know what you're. Brian, what are the percentages in your mind that the Bears stay at number one and draft Caleb Williams? So I don't speak in zero percentiles or 100 percentiles. So I will say 99.99%. They will be the first pick and it will be Caleb Williams. So Phil would have want the 100%. full hundred. I know. I, that's why I didn't ask you. From that's why I didn't ask you. Cars, where are you at? Yeah. Um, I'm a hundred percent that that's going to be the move. I'm there also. And I just, and I've seen it in the chat. I've seen it on Twitter there. There's legitimately people out there that think that everything up to this point, even today, is pointing to Justin Fields being the quarterback for the Chicago Bears in 2024. And I'm like, what else? What more do you need to see? What more do you need to see? Do you think that Justin Fields had any type of assurances and went on a podcast? Like that, with what unfolded, Brian had the, had the mic drop. I love to watch tape. I love to see what the I love to see the tendencies, what the offense is going to be doing. You can't do that because they haven't given it to you. And how many weeks ago did they hire Shane Waldron? A month ago? Six weeks ago? Three weeks. When was it? It's it's been a while at this point. I think it's three weeks now. Three or four. And you have nothing. That's that's the mic drop. If he was going to be here and Ryan Pohl said, oh, he's our guy, but we're just going to play this game. He's got that information. He's gone and he knows it. Listen, And that's why the timing all adds up. Right. Because this exactly. week is going to trade. I personally think the parameters, not another team. Right, the parameters of a trade are going to get done over the next 10 days. In my opinion, they're yes. there. You know, knowing how the combine works, you guys know as well as I do, the way it's, it's it, yes, they're evaluating how fast the guy runs and how high he jumps. But the reality is that's numbers, that's data, the positional mm -hmm. drills. They'll watch it. They get the film. They're there to collaborate at the bars, at the restaurants, and the hotel meeting rooms to get business done. They're meeting with agents on contracts. They're meeting with agents about expected free agents and parameters of a possible deal. And the GMs are talking trades. And this is what, in my opinion, the Bears are going to have a deal hammered out before free agency. And we're going to probably hear leaks toward the end of the scouting combine. And Justin Fields... And the trade and the can brand be his personal brand ambassador that he is yep. got ahead of it and he'll be able to basically say, so, you know what? I, this is kind of what I was hoping for. This is, you know, sent the messaging out there. This is what I was kind of hoping for. And it'll be a, it'll be a, a decent divorce. It won't be a messy divorce. It'll just be good luck. Hey, listen, again, like I said, last time I was on the show with you guys, Justin Fields isn't necessarily a victim of horrible play on the field. He's a victim of bad timing being on the Bears at a time that they could draft a better quarterback. That, that's just yeah. what it, it is. It, no hard feelings, right? Yeah. Uh, and my hope is that fans on Twitter and social media who are so ruthless and relentless with their Justin Fields fandom, I mean, honestly, they should follow him to wherever he goes next. Join the Steelers Twitter. 
join yeah. Falcons Twitter. Don't hang around on Bears Twitter and shit on the Caleb Williams parade because of whatever agenda you have. You are a Fields fan, and that's wonderful, right? Like right. some guys can be like my young son is a CD Lamb fan. He claims he's a Giants fan, but he loves CD Lamb, so he always wants to watch the Cowboys. You know what? Cheer for the player. You can cheer for the player. You don't you necessarily got, have you gotta to. Gr- you got to ground that kid, Brian. Yeah. Hey, listen. <laughs> let them find their way, man. You know, let them find their way. To... I, I don't know. I don't want them to go through the torture I went through as a Bears fan. So we'll see. But if you are this like angry at the Bears and the possibility that Justin Fields won't be the quarterback, you're kind of coming in touch with your feelings here. Yeah. You're a Justin Fields fan, and that's amazing. <laughs> Live forward, go forward, and prosper. Cheering for Justin Fields wherever you play. Just please get off Bears Twitter, because Bears fans are going to want to embrace whoever QB next is. And they we should. Caleb Williams. And we want to enjoy it. Bears fans want to enjoy it. We don't want to deal with the trolls. And I'll tell you what, Caleb Williams game. I'm just, listen. There's a, when I scouted Barry Sanders coming out of Oklahoma State, it was just something way different. Marshall Falk, way different. It just pops that way. This guy is something way different. And, we talked about it last year, Shane. You said if I said it right there for everybody to see. If Caleb Williams was in last year's draft, you're t- drafting fucking Caleb Williams and trading Justin. That's how much better he is. That's how much better. And the reality is this kid can run too. But oh, that's the, after, he, after, he's not the explosive runner that, that Justin Fields is, but that doesn't that doesn't no. matter. But the, he is no slouch. You know, Jalen Hurts is the explosive runner that that Justin Fields is. But he's he's he can run enough. He I mean, Aaron Rodgers could run enough. Exactly. It's, no, but the thing about Caleb in breaking down his film and is his eyes are always down the field to find the open target to hit and attack with a pass. He's not looking to escape to run. And that is a separator. I mean, there are times that you use these comps because it looks like something you've seen. And I've talked about it. There's Dan Marino. There's Aaron Rodgers and Pat Mahomes mixed in with what I see in his talent. And if you are getting the best, I mean, but he's the best quarterback I've ever scouted. Out of that field, but you're not comparing career arcs. No, you can't. Right, exactly, and you that's that's but the separator that everybody that wants. That you guys are on the radio on ESPN, you, uh, uh, Lawrence Holmes. Okay, I am so sick of people comparing this kid to Patrick Mahomes. It has nothing to do with team. The, he's the, going the Kansas to City Pat Chiefs. Mahomes. I had someone right. say, "You said he's going to go into the Hall of Fame." Never said none of that shit. Never will. You can't predict this kid. God forbid. Look what happened to Teddy Bridgewater. Anything could happen in the NFL with injuries or whatever. All you can do is go by your eyes and the tape. Listen, I'll spoil alert this. Everything about Caleb Williams that you heard. All these narratives are false. They've all the boxes are checked. He is a good human being, a good leader, a good teammate, and a good at the point of where it matters most. He's a good, empathetic human being. 
So and you know, guys, to check all those boxes. I, I think you might have done this exercise last time, Shane, but I'm just going to do it, repeat it. Yeah. Um, I mean, what makes the? Let's just look at the first round draft order, okay? And yeah. what teams would take Caleb Williams? Number yes, two, the Commanders. Good. Yes. Number three, the Patriots. Yes. Number four, the Cardinals. Yes. Number five, the Chargers. No. Number six, the Giants. Yes. Seven, Titans. Yes. Eight, Falcons. Yes. Ten, Jets. Yes. 11 Vikings, yes. 12 Broncos, yes. Then the Raiders, yes. Then the Saints, yes. Colts, probably not because of Anthony Richardson, but there would be a debate. Next is the Seahawks, yes. Jaguars, Bengals, no, no. Rams, yes. Steelers, yes. Dolphins, I bet you they would. Eagles, yes, they consider would. it. Texans, no. Cowboys, they might. They might. Packers, no. Buccaneers, yes. Uh, Bills, no. Lions, yes. Ravens, no. Chiefs, no. 49ers, yes. What makes us think that's, that Justin exactly. Fields is in the category just, of quarterbacks? I think that's oh, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Justin <laughs> Herbert, Joe Burrow. These are the only guys that teams would not take Caleb Williams over. It's a like you guys, drop. Bears fans have to understand this. The Bears don't have that guy. The Bears don't have that guy right now that justifies not taking Caleb Williams. The Bears have the, a a. You know, let's say, I mean, I, the Eagles would take him, and they have Jalen Hurts. The Dolphins would take him, and they have Tua Tonga-Vailoa. The Rams would take him, and they have Matthew Stafford. All right, these are guys that Bears fans would wish to have at quarterback. And we're going to sit here and say, oh, well, the Bears have Justin Fields. Maybe they won't take him. It's laughable. It is laughable. Comedy. Just around the debate. Around football people. They just fucking are addressed. cracking up hysterically address what? bill the pizza man because oh. he's one of our big commenters after the fact so we actually so if the pulled himself out of the lie, pizza shop why did but you yeah just he's bash him coming one of these guys trying you. to push the the mac jones thing but just address it so we can move on and then bill can shut the fuck up and go root for justin field someplace else I've, i don't understand what i don't understand what is the question i have always stated that in my opinion of scouting these quarterbacks, I had Mac Jones over Justin Fields. And if we look at this seriously, when I'm looking at what Matt Nagy wanted to run and what the kind of offense he did, he needed an anticipation passer who could be winning from the pocket. Matt Nagy is not an RPO run option outside. Let's just run it. He's not. He Fumbled the ball. With also, Phil, let me just jump in and kind of and kind of come to your not that you need a defense, but let me. Go ahead. You know, people will always jump on the evaluations that miss. It's the but easy, more productive the evaluations that miss. Is. Guys who do this for a living full time are lucky to get it right fifty percent of the time. Lucky. That's a lucky hit rate. If oh. you bat five hundred with your draft picks, you're a Hall of Fame GM. That's number one. Number two, that draft class, Zach Wilson, Ray Lance, Mac Jones, Justin Fields, scouting departments where there's millions of dollars dedicated into the art millions. of scouting. Millions and millions of dollars. Yes. The number two pick was Zach Williams Wilson. Number three pick was Trey Lance. Then there's Justin Fields. Then there's Mac Jones. It's not Phil who missed on those guys. The entire NFL missed on those guys. So you have to be fair when you look back in hindsight. 
Mac Jones, everyone thought the 49ers and Kyle Shanahan was trading up for Mac Jones. Kyle Shanahan, the offensive genius, missed on Trey Lance. So it's going to happen. All four of us and every Caleb Williams fan out there could be missing on Caleb Williams. It could happen. The Jaguars might have missed on Trevor Lawrence. We still don't know yet. But at the end of the day, that's scouting. You are going to hit and you are going to miss. And you're going to do with equal rate. It's going to be equal. And the quarterback is magnified. And let's be honest. Mac Jones is going to be probably playing for his next team this offseason. Justin Fields will be playing for a new team this offseason. Trey Lance is already playing for a new team. And Zach Wilson will be playing for a new team. Right. So the bigger question that fans should ask themselves is not why did Phil have Mac Jones, the second quarterback? Or why did we not say this about Justin Fields coming out? But like, how did the NFL get it so wrong with these guys? And when you have a no-brainer come along where you don't have to dissect his game as much as you had to do with Mac Jones or project as much as you had to do with Trey Lance or get wowed by a guy at a pro day like Zach Wilson or think the processing speed of Justin Fields would get better when he was in the pros, when you don't have those issues and you have the guy sitting there it's another reason why you don't pass on him because every quarterback from that draft class had a glaring issue that fans assumed would get better in the league. They'll fix it in exactly. the league. And sometimes exactly. that doesn't happen. Caleb Williams is coming into the league with the Andrew Luck profile, the Joe Burrow profile, the Trevor Lawrence profile, the guys who have had immediate and appear to be on track to have sustained success. So you have to understand it actually strengthens the Caleb Williams argument because you don't have these questions. So whatever Phil did with his Mac Jones report, there was a projection involved. Whatever people had with Justin Fields, there's a projection involved. And that's natural. That's the, that's the art of scouting. But players like Caleb have a less, it's, he's less of a projection. It's put him in an NFL uniform and let him rip. He's going to succeed from day one. He'll be an upper half NFL quarterback on day one of his career. You couldn't say that about Zach Wilson. You couldn't say that about these other guys. So it's not fair to go after a guy like Phil or anybody who puts their reputation into a scouting report when the reality is you are set up to fail when you evaluate another human being. Because remember something else, and I learned this after years of being in this, including actually doing pro scouting work for a CFL team, these guys, you can watch as much tape as you want, but you have to remember you will never get inside their head. You yep. will never truly unlock how bad they want it. Once they get That's that the first key. check, they might be mission accomplished, and it's over for them. And those guys, those guys who have such a pretty scouting report, those guys will fail because it's what's in their head and in their heart, not what's on the field. What's on the field could be amazing, brilliant work, but you miss in your scouting report because you couldn't figure out the psychology of the man. And that's why this whole Justin Fields versus Caleb Williams argument, everybody's saying Brian uh, Poles is going to try to figure out Caleb Williams. I love when I hear that because you know what that tells me? That tells me Ryan Poles already knows this dude is a special player on the field. The only way he can fail is if he doesn't have it up here. That's the only thing he cares about right now. We, on this side of the desk, we're not in those meetings at the Combine. We don't have the pro day, the one-on-one the, the -on -one visits at the, at the team facility. We can't take these kids out to dinner. 
You know, I we could, uh, we've hit a lot more. I'll tell you that. Off, off topic you guys know my brother has a sports agency, and he had a we had a client this he had a client this uh, past draft class, a promising defensive lineman, and we went to his school's pro day, and we took him out to lunch, and after this lunch, I'm driving back with my brother, and I look at him, I'm like, man, he doesn't have the dog in him, man. This kid, he was he was too polite at lunch. He was he just didn't have the dog that you expect to see from a defense interior defensive lineman to make it to the next level that experience during that lunch fast forward several weeks later he gets an opportunity to go to a and i won't say the team i don't want to reveal who the player is but an opportunity to go to a rookie mini camp which is one step away from a contract with an nfc north team not the bears he tells my brother day before getting on the plane he's done he doesn't want to play ball anymore he, does, he passed up the opportunity. And we went back and said, do you remember that lunch when yeah. we actually sat across from him and we drove home and said he doesn't have that dog in him? On film, you would never know it. You would never right. know that about the guy on film. But having that opportunity to have a lunch with him and see exactly how his mental makeup is, these guys in the league, uh, Phil doesn't have a chance to do that with Mac Jones. None of us have a chance to do that with Justin Fields or Caleb Williams. So we're going to make mistakes. So you got to be very careful when you start throwing, you know, crap against the wall, suggesting that somebody's opinion of a quarterback might not be valid simply because of a miss from three years ago. It's just unfair. Well, I appreciate that. And I want to, they don't talk about Shane Cars or Brian Perez or Phil Atoshin's hits. Those never get brought up. Because right. I had to fight with former college scouting directors over my first round number one choice, Josh Allen. I had him number one overall, and I listed my reasons and put my face to it, my name to it. I spoke on why and where is he now? So it goes hand in hand. All I know is what Brian Perez is saying is the truth. I've been around football my whole life. And the one thing I've always known is you can tell who loves the game and who doesn't when you sit down and talk to these guys. And I'll just tell you this. I don't have any fear about Caleb Williams. The people that I love and trust have spoken so highly about this guy and their opponents of him. Uh, and watching the tape of Caleb Williams is mind boggling. It's, next level and it's finally like i said to david kaplan and i was talking to chris zorich earlier today too i just finally we get the fucking dog the guy we know sunday morning is causing the defensive coordinator nightmares at the quarterback position because he never had that throw it because he because he could throw it, it. exactly right Thank you, Kyle. And yeah. that's a, that's and a he big can run it. He could do right. both. Yes, but mostly he's going to do, like, we're not going to be sitting and having the argument, well, a 30-yard run and a scramble is the same as a 30-yard pass play. In the stat sheet it is, but you've missed setting up something else down the line, right? So if he does most of his damage through the air, Mahomes does as well, but he still is movable and escapable in the pocket, and he can make things happen. That's what you need. That Burrow is very good at making little movements 
to get free in the pocket to make a throw. Those are the things. So sorry, but you're right. It, it, the, the quarterback that is scared, scaring other teams because of his arm and his consistent throwing abilities is such a welcome change. And, and Caleb Williams, from his freshman season at Oklahoma, all NFL fans, analysts, scouts, front offices, pro organizations counted down to this moment, his draft eligible year. It was a foregone conclusion. He was going to be the first overall pick and there was going to be one lucky team three years into the future that was going to have the golden ticket and the Chicago bears of all goddamn organizations we have the golden ticket and it's not even because they sucked last year yep the fact that this is where they are and it is the easiest quarterback prospect to evaluate since trevor lawrence who was the easiest since andrew luck because i i I, joe burrow to me i struggled with joe burrow a little bit when he came out um he's proven to have a great career but you know what i think the jury could he might have gotten paid a little too early with his injury history, but that's a whole nother conversation. But right. uh, bottom line is the Caleb Williams assessment. You know, we talked about this last time. Sean Payton, before he was a Broncos coach, said he is the tank dude. The dude teams would tank. You're going to have to recreate the yeah. NFL draft rules because teams will start tanking for Caleb Williams. That's Not Drake point. May. I'm sorry. You Drake May guys, like just manipulating this all these all these guys shane have gone to the ryan cox school of racism i i feel like yes. you know it's just terrible <laughs> all these drake may drake please note that that was cars saying that right yeah i, I decided to beat that out of out of shane no i think it's it's true i think you're right no, i did almost swear there whoever wrote that comment that was close i was hoping you'd swear once but, but brian i think you, you nailed it like i don't think we ever make a big enough deal that it was peyton was on national television being interviewed and he you know because everybody was worried that tanking was happening the year prior and he was like oh just wait yeah just wait you will see tanking like you have never seen it before and you kind of did arizona tried it early uh you know and and a couple of the other teams like new england sort of tried it but none of them were as bad as carolina so carolina's sort of made it impossible for them to tank but you saw it when like arizona's like we're gonna trade away dobbs even though he's playing pretty well for us he's winning us games we can't have that happen and (laughs) it was all an attempt to go get caleb we played the audio i could play the audio of sean payton again if you guys want and hear what brian perez was talking about this is him on colin cowherd and he's talking. He's out of the league, so he has no allegiance yet to where he would be. At some point, we're going to move to a lottery system in the NFL. I, because this is a player that that possibly does that, where at the end of the season, here you are in week, call it 14, 12, and clubs begin to lose to try to put themselves in that position. That's not been a problem to date with our league. As we know it, I mean, and it very well could have been, but this player, I think, is the type of player that we would look back on in five years and say, he's why the lottery exists now. I mean, listen to that. Um, What are we talking about here? 
That's why I get so fired I mean, up. You, what you, you want to trust Sean Payton's decision making on developing and procuring I mean, and choosing quarterbacks? Uh, Phil, you talked earlier about Josh Allen. If Josh Allen had come out the year before, there was, remember, and it was back and forth whether or not he was going to, he stayed in next year. He was in consideration to be the first pick of the draft the year before, but mm-hmm. he stuck behind. And what happens with all of these guys when they stay one extra year? They get overanalyzed. You and start up. nitpicking to yes. hell every flaw every issue every hiccup everything because you've been so good for so long if trevor lawrence had stayed one extra year what does that look like if if luck had stayed an extra year you know remember peyton manning when he came well, out everyone really like, got hurt yeah and but, stayed that who was that oh um come on uh he was usc barkley Remember Barkley? Yeah, was Barkley. Back it up to Matt Liner. Matt, Matt Liner came back. Matt like, Liner. Matt Liner, also known as Deshaun Watson, right, Phil? <laughs> Deshaun Watson. And you look at, like, remember when Manning came out after, because I believe he stayed his full four years, and the yeah. whole thing was like, how great could he be? He couldn't win a national championship at Tennessee. But T. Martin did in Tennessee the very next season. The very next <laughs> year, yeah. and that was used against him. And so and the people were debating Peyton Manning or Ryan Leaf. Oh, do you remember when people were like, "You made the biggest mistake. There's no way you pass on a prospect like Ryan Leaf exactly. and all of his physical talents." It's Bro. when you stay that extra year, or you you're you know you William, win the Heisman and you, you sit back one more year. William, man, you're, you're gonna get picked. You're gonna get picked apart. And the draft is so cyclical and predictable with that, in terms yeah. of you have this like flow of draft season where the 2024 NFL draft cycle started and Caleb Williams, no debate, number one pick overall, clear cut, obvious. It is what it is. Top of every big boy. By a mile. And then you get to Notre Dame, you get to a stretch in a season where maybe he's not doing great. And the over analysis, Oh, we finally have some negative plays that we can pick apart. And now you start hearing, oh, maybe there's this flaw. Maybe he's got the personality. Maybe he's not what we thought he was. And then the dip starts. The dip goes into the NFL playoffs. And then around the time that the combine comes around, reality and scouting sets in again. And boom, that number one guy ends up right back where it all started. No debate. I'm telling you, my prediction is we're about two weeks away from every mock draft starting at the number two pick. We're, we're, we're not going to have this conversation much longer. I can't wait, but I hope it's you're right. Just you got to remember, right it's just Justin about there right get now. Traded. Justin can't get traded until March 13th. Well, he can, but it can't be it can't, a it lot can of be agreed upon. It, Dave it can't be announced. Me too. Yeah, I, it can't, be, no. it so, can't yeah. be announced. Yeah. Can you say, yes. can Schefter or Rappaport come out and say, he can, no, Falcons and the Bears it. have an agreement in place. They Justin won't really Fields. report it. Yeah, have It'll, an agreement. I think you'll see more like Schefter coming out saying the Bears have this. The, uh, according to reports, Bears are taking or have made the decision. They're moving. Caleb Williams is the pick. Yeah. Justin Fields is officially on the trade block. Yes, that that's what you're going to hear. Okay. And all yeah. the mock drafts are going to start at number two, all of them. And I, that day can't come soon enough. I think we're a couple weeks away 
from that because the cycle, the NFL draft life cycle, this is falling right in line with years past when it's such an obvious right. choice at the number one pick right. that you have to almost drum up more interest. Otherwise, the it gets I, a little boring, right? I, I mean, think they about can it. announce it. It just can't be finalized because remember, remember all the June post June first cuts and yep. everything like that. They they can say that the Chicago Bears and the Pittsburgh Steelers have agreed in principle to a Justin Fields trade that can't become final until. March no, I 13th. think I think you'll see reports to kind of Brian's yeah. point, like he's available the leaders in the clubhouse right now are the Atlanta Falcons and the Pittsburgh Steelers and the New England Patriots right like you're going to see that level um but it it may be agreed to but you're not going to get anything specific because everyone will get their hands slapped yeah right there talking about it Stafford was traded before the Super Bowl yep he was yeah 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 there you go I mean I mean, you could, if you want to look at it that way, he could have already been agreed to be traded to the Atlanta Falcons with everything that's happened, and they've told him that that's what's going to happen. They're just not going to announce it yet. Those things could be, but you're gonna, it's gonna get to Brian's point. Like, you get to the end of not next week because the next week's the first, so the two weeks by probably about the seventh, you're gonna start seventh and eighth. You're gonna start to hear just a massive momentum train march 7th or 8th right there in yeah, that cause, yeah because it's yeah carson wentz official carson wentz was traded on uh february 18th well terms wow. were agreed to but yeah agreed official. to yeah right you can't it can't become official until well another the one are working the phone listen, I mean, another one was involved chicago phil emery traded two third round draft picks to Miami Marshall? for Brandon Marshall. That was that was announced before the league year, wow. and it couldn't become official until the official league year checked in because nobody was talking about that about him going him coming to Chicago. I know they had the "Let's get the band back together" tweet from Jay and stuff like that, but yeah. So this. I mean, the NFL though does specifically say no moves can be made until 4 right, p.m. on March 13th. Right. Yeah. Well, obviously he's going to be traded uh, today. Brian kind of put a great margin around the the technique that he was using. So let's just let yeah. me. Got to have fun with this guy just a little bit. He's been. Oh, James. So I want to, yeah, USC won nothing with Caleb Williams there. So let's just go off your theory of thinking that you're having a mic drop moment. So let me ask you this and please put your answer in the comments. What's Justin Fields win loss record as a quarterback in the NFL? If you want to play the quarterback, hold on. There's a better one. one. That's a good one. First Tom Brady. Could not beat out Drew Henson in Michigan. Remember that. Drew Henson was given every opportunity, even when Brady outplayed him, and Tom Brady could not start consistently over Drew Henson. How many many championships did Texas Tech win with Patrick Mahomes? How many did Drew Brees win at Purdue? How many did Kurt Warner win at Northern Iowa? Who what ranked team did Kurt Warner beat? 
this manipulation of stupidity showcases that you've been watching and playing soccer your whole fucking life and you've come into football because you're a grown up now and you realize what the best sport in the world is and you're playing fantasy football it's those same guy listen uh what wh what did he win in college he didn't win the high how could he now heisman it's dumb it's just dumb it's it, it doesn't it's, even it's nice, match up nice wins area. losses are, are we on this show talking about justin fields they won seven games this year two by an undrafted rookie out of a division two college won two of those so let's keep it a buck right now you gotta fucking it's understand weird when the guys that want to push back in the comments are asked the question and they don't say they anything don't like they don't answer bill the the dumbass pizza man and james i mean it's pretty easy to answer a question it's fine jesus christ you honestly anybody anybody can come on to the show when we debate We'll bring you on. But you know what? I'm Shane so is giving all of these motherfuckers over. opportunities, including a little bitch well, here's going James, on Twitter. Here's right? James' weak argument. Now, James, answer my question. What's what's Justin's win-loss record in the NFL? I just can't wait for it to be done because I'm sick and tired. Like, Shane's like, pop on. I'm like, please tell me we're not going to be talking about Justin again. And he's like, nope, that's what we're talking about. Like, I don't want to do it. I don't know how more. you can escape it, though. You, you know what I mean? You can it? because it's it doesn't. You're not going to change anybody's mind at this point. Oh, to I know, but like you could no, show we have changed. I listen. I'm proud of this fact. I've changed at least 55 people's minds from our patron network. Well, I've done it. One out of their way and said and 67. <laughs> I'm better than you. So okay, but whatever. You asshole. No, I take pride in that because we we did something that no one's done. We did said, okay, let's take eight games of Caleb Williams. We'll cut up the tape. It'll be 48 minutes long. That goes two hours because we're breaking it down live with nowhere to hide. And it looks like a goddamn highlight film. And when we do Drake May... I'm telling you, it's not going to feel the same way because the tape doesn't exist. Brian Perez didn't let me take uh, USC and I'll make Justin and CGI. I mean, Caleb and CGI look really great. We're going to change everything. We're These motherfuckers don't even want to read stats. Want to read stats? Shane destroyed the narrative. I know Greg Gabriel put it out there. He wasn't the same after Notre Dame. Well, I have the Washington game the on Washington right game. here that he dominates in, and it was three games after the Notre Dame game. Rick There's Spielman was just on with Waddle and Sylvie. Sylvie was out, and Courtney Cronin sat in that day. Yep. Rick Spielman said one of the most impressive games that he saw from Caleb Williams was the second half of the Notre Dame game. That's my Because point. he didn't make things worse. He said it was actually very impressive. He didn't quit. And multiple people that he talked to said, this is going to be it's a defining a moment. 
Yes. If he comes out here and melts down and throws four more picks in the second half, exactly. that's going to be a red flag. He thought he made some extremely impressive throws in the second half of the Notre Dame game. But everybody's so transfixed on the first half game that he played against Notre Dame. And guess how many interceptions he threw after that on the season? One. One. Yep. One pick. One. But I also want to go further, Brian. They said it was a bad year. How many yards did Caleb pass for cars? Uh year. So if I remember correctly, it was about 3,600 yards, 30 touchdowns, and five interceptions on the that season. is exactly on point. Okay. Against Stanford, he's 18 of 21, Brian, for 291 yards and three touchdowns. Somebody in the YouTube the comments goes, bro, it's Stanford. They're fucking at the horrible. Half, <laughs> at the half. Guess what? Did LSU pull out Jaden Daniels at any halftime? No, they fucking didn't. No, they didn't. Go look it up. Caleb Williams goes out at the half. Think they could have padded his stats in that game? Nevada. He's thrown for five touchdowns in the first three quarters. They pull him out of the game. He doesn't play in the fourth quarter. Could they have padded his stats some more against Nevada? Fuck yeah, they could have. They didn't. He goes out of another game. Three games he goes out and sits on the sidelines and lets his backup quarterback. Oh, who, by the way, they they dominated that, that bowl game with the backup. That says a lot about Caleb. No, it don't. That was a fucking glorified preseason scrimmage with 28 players that were starters sitting out getting ready for the draft. It was Phil, a fucking scrimmage out there. Far. God. Just let me bring this up on, on destroying Jayden all Daniels. those stupid narratives. Go ahead. Jaden Daniels had 50 total touchdowns on the season. 50. Yep. 34% of those touchdowns yep. came against Grambling, Georgia State, and Army. 30 34%. 34%. 34%. It's just crazy to me. You know, like you, you at this point, everybody just sees what they want and we're going to keep arguing and it's and and then all of a sudden it's going to happen. And Brian, I agree with your point on Twitter because I think the the part that only part that makes me laugh right now is the pro Justin group is always going all those Caleb fans. They're going to stop rooting if Justin's the quarterback, but we're going to stay as fans if Caleb yeah. is the quarterback. And it's like, oh. That was you in the say chat that, 10 you, times before you, you got here tonight, Cars. Yeah, and, and you just sit down and you say two minutes later, here's why that should never happen and why he's coming. Like, it, it's not the same. People are going to do whatever it is they want. Super chat, Kerry Franklin. We're going to hit these super chats and continue the conversation. Phil changed my mind with the tape on Justin Fields. And Shane and Cars reminded me that it's about supporting the jersey. It's not the player. It's the team. $30, TTNL on fire. Kerry also said, got to make Brian Perez more of a regular here. Hey, real quick, Phil, we yes. just have a little bit of update from Chris Bowden. The yes. Chicago Bears have scheduled a press conference with offensive coordinator Shane Waldron for tomorrow. Yes, tomorrow. yes. But why would you ever do that? I think it's a dumb move. I want to say this because I obviously the whole 
dynamic of that presser is now going to go on to Fields and Caleb. It's going to be a it's wait till after the draft to have this presser. I it's listen, it's just like going to create more. Sounds right. like to me they have their mind made up. I just want to show this. Thank okay. you, Bill Pizza Man. Breaking news. Uh, this is this is wonderful. This is yeah, he's a dumbass. We, anyway, yeah. oh my god, those guys are so dumb. Brian, real quick, Drake May. See a better prospect in your eyes than Bryce Young was last year? I think it's safe to say yes. Uh, I would, I would, I'm not a May fan and I would take Drake May over Bryce Young. Yeah, I think Bryce Young, he, I I don't ever really like betting on an anomaly hitting Uh, the NFL. If you do trust the history of scouting and you look at the percentage, the odds at a specific position, the position minimums, of course, there are going to be the great stories of the undersized guy or the guy who like Derrick Henry is too big to be running back having incredible careers, but it's more likely than not that if you have a quarterback who has a physical makeup like Bryce Young, the odds that he's going to buck the system and be a MVP level quarterback or Super Bowl type of quarterback are very low. Drake May is the complete opposite. Drake May looks the part. He slings the ball all over the field. He's got good mobility, has a little bit of like a Josh Allen light to his game. Not saying he will be Josh Allen, but if you're looking at a player comp, maybe a slightly less athletic version of Josh Allen is is he's not in twi- that arena. He's in that yeah. orbit. And I think if yeah. you say that, you know, you compare that player profile to Bryce Young, who, I mean, what is he at his best? Like a Doug Flutie, maybe? I, I don't know. Um, I, I think you would take the Josh Allen profile over the Doug Flutie profile 10 out of 10 times. I like Bryce Young out of that, but that's my assessment. See, I, I wonder why. Him. I wonder if it has anything to do <laughs> with the size of the quarterback. That's so Gary Catacon, two dollars. <laughs> Phil or Shane, where do you buy your Bears gear? We buy it straight T-T-N-L from China. Swag, TTNLSwag.com. I get it cheap from Chris. No, Sandler. if I buy them, I. I just go on NFL shop. Usually Shane gets me my or my wife. That's where I get it. Uh, $9.99. Caleb, as a rookie, will be better than a Justin Fields. Resetting the market is the cherry on top. Yes, we've said this, Mo. But, Phil, I got to disagree. Saying problems, 1A, Justin, 1B, coach, respectfully disagree. You said you could fix them. I could. By fixing what we do offensively, I would be able well, to fix Justin. He would try to fix them if Caleb Williams wasn't available. I mean, I want to clarify. I'm I'm on the other level than you guys. Like, say the Bears. This was Adam Rank's show. If say the Bears played better, right, or the Carolina Panthers rather, and they we had the 11th pick and the ninth pick. I'm moving both of those picks and Justin to get up one. Nobody's I'm just trading saying number if one. You would try to do it there. Yeah, you can make a phone call, but nobody, no, but nobody wouldn't you up do there everything in your power to get Caleb well, you Williams. Can. You can, you can. You're fighting a losing battle. You're you're but actually we, we know that, but I'm saying for the fans, this yeah. is how big this football player good he is. You're 
Brian, you're the GM. We have the ninth pick and the tenth. Just went down through all the teams, and there was twenty of them that would take them. They're not. Nobody's moving. Nobody with a question at quarterback, or I mean, we brought up Jalen Hurts. We brought up Dak Prescott, both of whom have more production in the NFL than Justin Fields, and they would probably still take Caleb Williams. Right. It's yeah, you can try all you want. They talked to Rick Spielman about that. And he goes, if you had the number one pick in the draft and he's kind of limited in what he can say now, because he was involved with the Washington commanders and looking for their, helping them find their next GM and, and talk. If you go back to his, with the first pick podcast that he's on talking about, he's like, I wouldn't, he goes, I know what I think about Caleb. I already know. I wouldn't even entertain the phone call. I, All right, you want to offer me this? Okay, thanks. Click. Yep, thanks. Click. Thank you. Click. That's because I know good. who the prospect is. I am on that same. If I'm the GM of the Bears, right? These fans could call me with every fucking player and pick. We have never had this. You take the quarterback. It's but, the holy trinity. Well, like Rich Eisen, today was the first day that I've ever heard of an actual offer. I don't know if you guys heard it. Rich Eisen talked about Mike no. Tannenbaum said that the New York Giants are prepared to offer two ones, two twos, and Kayvon Thibodeau to move <laughs> from six to one. And which, I mean, we can question Ryan, Tannenbaum all we want, but. Two twos, Kevin Thibodeau. Well, he said two, I, there was a different. There was a way to take that. He said two future ones. So I don't know if he meant the pick swap this year plus two. That's that's what I was. And you know why? You know why it was, I wouldn't take it. You know why the Giants would make that offer? Because they committed to a quarterback too early, who yeah. didn't prove with a good enough track record in the NFL that he's capable of sustained success in Daniel Jones. And now they're going to be forced to chase the Golden Goose and trade the future of the franchise to move up for a guy like Caleb Williams because of how special he can be. The Bears need to learn the valuable lessons that teams like the Giants and other clubs that overpaid a quarterback too soon based on what he could be, not on what he's already done, and simply do the obvious right move and take Caleb Williams. They're Exactly. Ryan Poles is not going to entertain trade offers. He's not even going to. He's not even going to tempt himself. I think he's moved on already. Caleb Williams is going to be the guy, and the only way that doesn't happen is if somehow Drake May leapfrogs Caleb Williams on his board. He's not going to trade out of an opportunity. He to had draft all season to do that. He had all season to do that. Brian Drake May did, and Drake May actually started to take a nosedive towards mm -hmm. the end of the year. A pretty significant one in in my book. I agree. Adam Johns went on his sabbatical. He went and saw Notre Dame versus USC, and then he went. I forget who North Carolina played. It was the the double overtime game that that North that Drake May and North Carolina had, and he he came out of that one game praising Drake May. And then you you want to talk about Greg Gabriel pointing out a, a game where somebody regressed from? Go look at Drake May after that. He he was the one that no. It's just 
I'm I see things that I like in Drake May, but they're we're gonna no break down Drake the, May the, the March Monday night net live, Brian. Just Drake remember May. something. The yes. market tells you. The market yeah. tells the story. Mm -hmm. All these teams are gonna mortgage their entire future to grab this guy. Why wouldn't, you take Why wouldn't you take him? Now, I have a question for you, Brian. Do you have to go or can you stay? I, I can stay. Want... Okay. Let's run through these super chats so we're not keeping the mailman up way too late. Hey, it's not text, fair. text your um, other one there and just no. let them know that we'll. No. I did. I... Where we'll is come he? back around. But I'll, I'll do the. Okay, I'll do the super. Read you, you handle that. Go ahead. All right. Uh, Com Trues. That name is going to mentally break me. <laughs> Just reading that. Four ninety nine. Love you guys. I've been a fan of you two for a very long time. Are there any centers besides Powers you guys are interested in? Much love from Wisconsin. Hundred percent. And I had a phone call with Cap a little bit before the show, and we actually talked about this subject specifically. And this is actually a good one that I can ask Cars and Brian. Do you think Caleb Williams, we are all in agreement that he's going to be the quarterback. Do you think that the Bears are going to tie their wagons to rookie quarterback, rookie center going into the season? Because I do not. I think that they're going to. If the draft happens to fall that way and a guy falls into their lap that they're not expecting, yes, they can pull the trigger. I very much expect them to come out of pro free agency with a veteran center like a, you know, Evan Brown or Lloyd Cushionberry, yeah, somebody like that to 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 have a, a veteran presence. What, what say you, Brian? Yeah, I agree. I, I think it's too slippery of a slope to trust the the two guys on offense to have to yeah. figure out what's going on on defense and have it be two guys that have never seen it before on the NFL level. Uh, while it might be a great strategy to create that center quarterback long term relationship, you get a guy who's 26, 27, You know, you can lock him up maybe even for two contracts if he's a good veteran uh, and, and let him kind of be almost like a mentor too for a young rookie quarterback and draft a rookie in day three. Um, you know, interior offensive lineman, the sweet spot is that late day two, early day three. Bears could probably find a starting quality interior lineman right in that range without having to reach. I think you're going to see the Bears spend early picks. Uh, forgetting about Caleb right now. That's the mm -hmm. obvious one, but their next couple of picks, if they get a second rounder for Fields, even maybe a first rounder for Fields, you're gonna. I, I think you're gonna see them spend those picks on athletes that can make an immediate impact at positions like wide receiver, edge rusher, get on the field, make plays, pin your ears back, get after the quarterback. The learning curve is quicker these days for those guys because it's just let your athletic ability dominate early, become a great pro by refining your skill set as you mature through the years, but. You can help us right now by doing these specific things, uh, especially if they're special athletes, uh, first-round worthy guys. Those are where I think you'll see them invest. So, for example, you know a kid like Caleb Williams will come into Chicago already having an alpha receiver like DJ Moore, a reliable veteran tight end like um, Cole Komet. So adding, let's say, that ninth receipt, that number nine pick, if it's a wide receiver, you're not worrying about a rookie quarterback throwing to a rookie receiver as his number one guy. He has at least DJ Moore and then Cole Komet as veteran options who have been there and done that. And then that rookie can just let it ride, fly, be an athlete, do what you do best and make plays 
and Caleb's success wouldn't be de directly dependent on a rookie, just like it would be if it was a center. You know, you can take a rookie edge rusher who comes in, you know, if that's the number nine pick or if they get a second rounder and that guy doesn't have to be their leading sack guy in yeah. 2024. Yeah. You know, you have Montez Sweat, great mentor. He's your 12 to 15 sack guy. Bring this rookie in in obvious passing situations. Pin your ears back. Just get the quarterback as we mold you into what we want to be. The Bears are going to be in a luxury position to do that with their early picks. I think it would misfire. It would be a misfire to bank on a rookie to fill a position that really requires experience to be one of the best at. I totally agree. agree. I, I don't have nothing to add. <laughs> Let's go to the cool. next Mike H, two dollars. Welcome to Chicago, Chicago. Caleb, the Hall Williams. Yeah, exactly. That was, the Hall. Brian, that was Brian. Yeah, Brian Perez's moment there a couple of weeks ago when he was on. You got to trade down and get the Hall. Well, you got the Hall by by winning the lottery and getting the number one pick. I Having, think, go ahead. I think the more interesting thing now is just that ninth pick. Like yeah. I'm, I moved way past this. It's how aggressively are they going to have to move up with nine to get well, real quick cars? Brian, you actually wrote in regards to Brad Biggs, who's very connected. He doesn't follow me or cap. He hates us. He still but follows me. He hates everybody. It's okay. It, we're all, we're all about a decade away from Brian getting Brett. that part. Where Lauren Cox has the great story. He thought, he, he thought he thought Lauren Cox Bill. Was it Lauren? It was Lauren's buddy down oh, at the it? senior bowl. Smoking. He's like, I'm not talking to you. You're draft doctor <laughs> or whatever. He thought it was me. But anyway, you quote Brad Biggs in, in a report for bearstalk.com. If you're not following that, go do it. Uh and what was Biggs saying? Biggs is like, this isn't even a debate. It's uh, it's down to Caleb versus any other quarterback, right? Pretty much. And and, and honestly, Brad Biggs, obviously, he's he's got his reputation and he's pretty grumpy guy, obviously. But you got to respect the guy's opinion who have been there, done that, been around the building for decades, it seems like. source. You know, you got connections. He's yes. he's a guy that's as well-connected as any about what's going on inside Hallis Hall. Uh, and when, if he's saying, this ain't really a, a debate right now. Like, it's wasting time to debate Caleb versus Justin Fields. And then Caleb's on following the Bears. And then Caleb's on a uh, – Justin Fields is on following the Bears. And Justin Fields is on a podcast. And here comes the Combine. And Brad Biggs is adding in there. Stop wasting your time. It's not Justin versus Caleb. It's really kind of Caleb versus Drake May right now, yep. which, again, the, we talked about before, the cycle of the draft season. You're going to get that. Might be a little more of what you hear. Justin Fields trade on the trade block. Now the Bears are deciding which quarterback to go to. Ignore it all. It's going to be Caleb Williams. Uh, but when Brad Biggs speaks, I think you got to listen. You know, it's like you could say what you want about Mel Kuyper. But when Mel Kuyper says a mock has a mock draft, there's a good chance it's not just because he's a great talent evaluator. Right. He knows guys in the league. He's got he's friends with GMs, so he's going to be able to get a little bit of intel. Um, so yeah, Biggs Biggs made it pretty clear it's Caleb versus May, not Caleb versus Fields. Missing on a unanimous QB one will not get you fired. I'm taking the swing at this 
amazing quarter. It's not even QB one. It's the best quarterback yeah, not in the last twenty five years. Players, like Brian said, if you don't take him, that's when you lose your job, because now you've already you've seen the success of Stroud, and now you're still waiting for that franchise player. And I'm sorry. Yeah. And think yeah. about it. Feel polls doesn't take a lot of heat for not taking Stroud because nobody really had him in this on that ranking last year this time. And there was still a lot of unknowns with Justin at that. I mean, you correct. Yeah, he had nobody. Whereas now, let's say he doesn't take Caleb and Caleb does have a CJ Stroud season. It's inexcusable. Like everybody could have yeah. well, seen that coming. So the risk of missing is so much more severe than last year on Caleb or, or Bryce Young because neither of those guys was as close to a short thing as yeah. Caleb is. So, uh, Yasser Ahmed, did you guys see Joel Klatt's ranking of Caleb as number one? Yeah, I that made its way around, I think, yesterday or, or two days ago around a guy that is social media the games, he's covered the game of this guy. And again, you don't have to agree with everybody. I'm just saying when it becomes yeah. this unanimous, it's pretty sad. Right. Rel dollar ninety-nine. So where do you guys think? I think he's talking about where do we think Justin goes? Pittsburgh or Atlanta, I think are the I got a the dark horse contenders. for Go New ahead. England top round two pick. That's still my dark horse play. Best yeah. thing the Bears could do would be fields in the nine for the three. Yeah. I just don't think that. Uh, you think I don't think New England would ever do that? Because I mean, because they they're so far away, they're so far. But if you but if you look at it from this angle, just say that you're New England. That's the only way I see it going. If you offer, if you if you offer your your top second rounder, Chicago's very likely not going to turn that down. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And then so you you can come away with Marvin at three and know that you have justin Fields secured already they're gonna know that they have justin Fields secured way before the draft if they if they consummate that deal you know what i mean so i just i i love the thought of it i mean i would be happy as hell i get it i i love the thought of it but i that no, puts that's his... the only way i could see them going up to get marvin harrison jr and let me tell you something about Mark. People are crowning him as a future Hall of Famer. Not. Nah, let's slow your roll here. Stop. It's embarrassing. Same people that are touting Caleb a bust are the ones touting Marvin Harrison Jr. If anything you've learned from this network, we had to fucking, and cars, you were involved in this too. We had to push back on all of the. Yeah. Uh, Braxton, what's his name? Jackson and Jigba. Oh, Last Jackson yeah, Smith and Jigba. Yeah. 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 Oh, you got to take him at nine. What do you find? He needs weapon. We, yeah. bro. Let the big, let the grown table make the decisions, please. HL five bucks. Can we please stop the debate so we can go on with our lives? I think HL hey, we're, is my favorite tonight. That's for sure. You yeah. you want to have a little bit of a hot take here? Yes. Oh, go ahead. I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't be surprised if. Yeah. Malik Neighbors goes ahead of Marvin Harrison Jr. in the draft. Wow. You can book Tackle. Timestamp. Timestamp. Yeah. I have him <laughs> I number two. Surprised. Phil has a Dunze. Carter, where are you Dunze at? Dunze. You're with your neighbor's guy, right? Over a Dunze? Yes, I am. Yeah. Yep. 
So I've got um, Marvin neighbors. But that's to, to your point, Brian. This is the thing when people have said to if you just remove Justin Fields, I've heard people say try everything in your willpower to to move up for a Marvin Harrison or what you know to 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 get up to number. I don't have as much of a gap between Marvin Harrison Jr. and Malik Neighbors and Roma Dunze that I'm giving much up at all to move. You know what I mean? To move for for any of them. Because I mean, I agree. a move from nine to three, that's that's very, very sizable jump. Well, if it was only trading fields and the ninth. Oh, it's a no-brainer if they no take brainer. that. Yeah, you right. take it. You take that's it. And the you take only the way is what I'm saying. Off. The only way I trade ninth going forward is that trade is my point for whoever the team is. If it's four, that would be the I, trades. I think you're going to see this run for Malik Neighbors late here at the start of the scouting combine. I think you're going to see him explode, yeah. blow away Harrison as an athlete. And then when you really get down to the nitty-gritty of the film, because I watched both of them, yep. uh, Malik Neighbors, his release off the line of scrimmage, man, he's got a lot of Tyreek Hill in his game. He's a bigger dude, but he's got a lot of Tyreek Hill in his game, how he puts defensive backs on roller skates right out of the snap. Rare, rare athlete at the position. I could see teams valuing him and what he can do for today's wide-open NFL offensive passing attack mm -hmm. actually being more valuable of a field-flipping game-changer than Marvin Harrison. And wow, he's 20 years old. This is the I, thing. See the, I see the chase comps, right? Like where he's yeah. just so good at getting open. His body control, like fighting through traffic is so good. And those are the things that I really enjoy about him. And I think you're right. And I think it's once even I want to get past the second pick because I'm fairly confident whoever it is, Washington is drafting a, a quarterback, but it's mm -hmm. right at three that you could see this go anyway because i think every team knows they've got to move up in front of arizona if they want to get marvin so you're going to see movement at three if marvin goes there neighbors is at is at four most likely so three is really that linchpin of if those two go back to back the bears aggressively are going to have to move up with someone to probably pick roman because it's it's going to be gone and that's really the worst case well, scenario and by the time the draft, and we've talked about it a little bit, and I think probably next week should be where we pivot and go off of the quarterback number one talk a little bit and kind of focus on focus on everything beyond that. Because, I mean, I get it. You, you get to a certain point where if we're all at 100%, why are we just banging our heads into the wall at this point? But, Brian, to your point about neighbors moving up, I think another guy, I think his teammate's going to be moving up too. Yeah, and Brian Thomas Jr. and I don't think enough people are talking about him. He's you know 21 years old. And well, he's the bigger of the two. Where yeah, he's a complimentary for... wide receiver. Oh, and right, like no, no, definitely him. more of a yeah. comp. He's yeah, he's not the he's not the uh, the lightning bolt like uh, like neighbors is. But I, I I do think he's gonna Rick Spielman. I know was was very big on him. He's far and away my my uh, wide receiver for um on that but i think he's going to be a guy that's that's going to make a move 
at the combine and you're, you're going to be hearing a lot more from him or a lot more him. this this is the best from i enjoy combine time more than yeah. any other during draft season because you really start being a you, you're able to start connecting the athletic ability right to and you start asking yourself all right i thought marvin harrison would be a 438 guy he's running a 451 let me run back, go back to the film and find out what am I missing because he's either playing a lot faster than he's running because he just knows the game. He's a student of the game. He's not thinking. He's going 100 miles an hour because he's running with confidence or maybe he's just not as quick as I have to rewatch the tape. Just like the guy who if you watch the film and you're saying, ah, you know, I think he's going to run like in the four fives. He's a wide receiver, maybe a four five two, four five one. He runs a four three three. You have to question his football IQ. Does he know the playbook? Does he know his routes that he's supposed to be running? Why is he playing at a slower, slower. pace than his 40-yard dash? So getting these combine numbers allow you to go back and kind of confirm what you've seen on film or do a second look. I could be way off about Marvin Harrison. I could be way off. You know, here he's a track guy. Here all this stuff. All these He's supposed to blow away the combine. I, I just really am curious what he's going to run. I'm really curious. I have a feeling it's not going to be what everybody thinks. I could be wrong. It's going to be interesting. I really want to double down on that real quick before Corn's question. Um, the combine for me, especially with the defensive linemen and offensive linemen, become very important to match it with the tape. When they move, does the fluidity go with it so i watch them you know even in the sprint how do they move i'm not so concerned that the numbers later i want to check that box but how do they move as athletes uh i've been able to identify bakiari and talent that goes later based on movement skills in the drills and how they run as as in those 10 yards are they stressed are they mechanical? Are they crooked? Or are they, you know, just confident? I can take a 5-3 guy if he runs perfect, you know, fluid in his drills and movement in that. Those those drills to me say a lot about that. So yeah, I just wanted to put that out there. The combine for me is the fun time to check that box. Do you want to do corn and then I'll put up we got a question uh, yeah. for Brian, our guy, right. Corn Planter. Yep, right here. Brian, are there any bears being linked to any free agents? I mean, I think the, the easy one is that a lot of people have thrown Daniil Hunter's name out there more times than not. I think, I think Bryce Huff should be a name that they definitely look into, but I'll let you go the rest of the way. Yeah, that, that's the one I've seen too, Shane. And I think, again, kind of circling back to the – to the combine and the real business that's done behind the scenes at the combine, you're going to start seeing a lot of that smoke begin to rise after agents meet with teams, agents talk to NFL insiders, agents are going to start leaking that information to create the market for their player. And, you know, the NFL insiders are, they have to play nice with the agents and kind of get good uh, social media messaging out there. So we'll start seeing those links a little bit more, I think over the next couple of weeks. The reality is we don't even know who's going to hit the open market with the franchise tag. Some teams will be able to reach extensions with players even without using the franchise tag. So 
I think we're still about a week or two away from that really bubbling up. Because there was some smoke out there today, not concerning the Bears, but some talk with Brian Burns and Carolina. I think it was Josina Anderson had a thing out there that they had an potentially... article in Twitter, basically. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That they, they potentially may not <clears throat> that they may not tag him. That there's that basically all the players are watching what's happening to Brian Burns, and it's not a good thing because of how they've treated him, and that he's not asking for Bosa money but they're still refusing to talk in good faith with him and that they're basically going to be reliant on the tag, which he does not want whatsoever. Yeah. Kerry Franklin, $50. I won't ever forget Justin Fields' face when the Bears drafted him. So excited that night, like many of us, but listening to the three of you tonight shed so much light, in my opinion. Fields has been emotionally separated from the Bears' since the beginning what are your thoughts on that i didn't i didn't get that reaction from his emotion on draft night because there wasn't a lot of excitement there i think if you listen to the podcast today he kind of went into that he he mentioned he, he, Denver, he mentions carolina and he's like after that ninth pick he's like yo i had no idea where i was gonna go and then chicago out of the blue just just comes up and you have to you have to think about it from their frame of mind they want to go to a situation they want to get drafted but every spot that they drop their wallet gets thinner and mm -hmm. thinner and thinner and you're talking you're talking really i mean amazing amounts of money when you're talking in the top 10 you're talking generational wealth even you know with most of these guys that grew up with nothing justin wasn't so much that way but you have to think about it from that point of view when when you feel like you're the best of the best and listen the entire time brian said this dude's been on in the middle of the spotlight all through high school and it was always uh justin versus trevor trevor versus justin and more times than not when they went up head to head in Nike camp and do Justin was the guy that came out on top in those. Then it gets to go time. It gets to the money time when it's draft night, you see, boom, the guy that you've been beating, the guy that you beat in the college football playoff that year, mm -hmm. he goes one, then boom, Zach Wilson out of nowhere because of an amazing throw in a pro day that people are still talking about for some reason. And then Trey Lance, and then boom, boom, boom. I mean, you see a tight end go over you at number four to your hometown team. Yeah, you take that. I would take that shit personal as a competitor. I'm sure everybody on this panel would. So I didn't look at it so much that he was emotionally disconnected to Chicago. I think like the process and maybe – that was the first time that he faced a, faced a little bit of adversity and said, hey, maybe I have a lot of shit to work on, is what the NFL is telling me. And to this point, guess what? NFL's been proven right. Have they and, not? And, you know, it's bruised ego, like you're saying, Shannon. And, and and you look at that, he starts off his career looking a little bit disconnected. If, if that's one way you want to describe, another way might just be a little offended or humbled. Um, yeah. Comes into the league, and Josh Lucas talks about, 
He's standoffish and not willing to necessarily learn from the veterans because he's not the starter. And then fast forward two and a half, three years later, and now he's unfollowing the Bears and just wants this to be over, and he can't handle the drama with the uh, Caleb Williams controversy. It seems to me like Justin Fields has always thought of himself, as he should, as the man, and that cannot be challenged. And if it is challenged, uh, he probably has a hard time truly masking his emotions. He's not disruptive. He is not a cancer in the locker room, but he's probably that dude that appears standoffish. Maybe the disconnected perception that you're seeing on the draft night is more of that standoffish. Don't bother me. I don't want to deal with this right now. I should have been picked higher. I should be starting as a rookie. I shouldn't be dealing with this Caleb Williams controversy. It's just who he thinks he is. He just unfortunately hasn't played a high enough level to warrant that opinion right now three years in. But I think the, the signs were all there, right? Draft night, we were able to see him and how he handles not being the undisputed man. Yeah. And it's happening again. <laughs> it's happening again. I'm laughing at a bunch of other things that are happening as well. Oh, my God. Um, the reality of Justin Fields and that interview for me, if you're just tuning in, we have Brian Perez, friend of the network uh, from BearsTalk.com, and our guy, the Bears nerd, at Bears nerd. He can't be traded until March 13th as well. We ain't trading him. We're yeah, never you, trading, you're trading me, bro. me for a Brez to be named later. What we've already discussed. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, Brez. Please stop. He's, he's getting ready uh, for the pres presidential debates, probably. Frank Hacks, 49.99. I fucking love TTNL. DDP, Shane, Brian, Coach Ho, Cars. It's not in there, but etc. He shouldn't be in there. That guy sucks. For the first pick, the Chicago Bears select Caleb Williams, quarterback, USC, Bear Down, the end. Fuck Green Bay. Can't wait for the breaking news that Justin Fields has been traded. Going to cry when we draft Caleb Williams. Let me ask I'm you guys cry, this real quick. EJ, in my mom's do you, lap. Do you think that Caleb Williams will be at the draft? No. Uh, I'm going to say no. I I'm with you on that. I could see him bucking the the trend and not I being there. He's gonna be with his family. Yeah, Brian, I you, you agree? Or... I mean, it came out today, right? He doesn't have an agent, so he's already yep. kind of going a little bit off the beaten path there. Um, I think. Which for his... that first contract, you don't really need it. I mean, no, it's all it's cost controlled. Yeah. It's a rookie wage scale. There's no. Yeah. I mean, the only second, issue is the, the second only... one. You better have one. Right. <laughs> uh, I mean. I hope he doesn't try to break the rookie wage scale. You know, some some guy, somebody's going to do it eventually. Yeah. Somebody's going to say, you know, this doesn't apply to me. Um, and I, I think we're getting closer to that reality. You know, if you have a quarterback, you know, Caleb Williams comes into the NFL and he's going to be the 21st or 22nd highest paid quarterback. Uh, as, you know, Caleb Williams, not necessarily him, but the next Caleb or five years from now. After quarterbacks are now making $65, $70 million a year, it's going to be hard to justify paying a number one overall pick at that position money that is in the bottom maybe 20% of 
of guys right. in that position. So we'll see. I mean, but I, I will he be, stay home for the draft? I mean, Joe Thomas did that in the past, right? He was, wasn't he? Yeah. Was Joe Thomas the most he's like number three pick with the Browns? With his dad. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, guys have done that before that were really high picks. Uh, I think if Caleb has, you know, to go to Detroit anyway. I, that that's a big part of it, right? I mean, it's not really a destination city for the draft. Uh, if if he that's knows, smile. This will be great. If, if he knows, I, like, it depends on his personality, right? Does he want to go on and have that picture? Whoever photoshops I mean, Williams with, if you're about your brand, I think you go right. This was like, like this has been. This is part of what he's always wanted. He's dreamt so, of being in the NFL. I, I so now I've won't. changed my mind. I think he wants to go across that stage. Yeah. And I think as long as he knows there's no uh, the Bears play it right and they they give him assurances like as of late March, you're the guy, he's gonna make arrangements to be there. I think he'll be there. So maybe especially, the better. especially in Detroit. I mean, think yeah, about it. Hey, Detroit. Yeah. You're gonna welcome the guy who's gonna haunt your dreams for the next 15 years. He's gonna come into your city on draft night. I mean, it would be a really good message. Let him get the shit boot out of him in Detroit and become the, the villain yeah, of that city. I think a guy like Caleb will love that. So maybe the better question is, do you present him with the, the number 13 jersey on there, or is it going to be the, the Williams number one jersey? Because that might have some weird look to it also Tyler with Scott. the number one on it. You know it's what I mean? Tyler Scott jersey. Oh, that is a great point, Shane. You want I him holding think up of the, it like the, that. The, the Williams number one jersey? <laughs> you, you just traded. You know Justin what? Fields? You are the fucking smartest man, bro. Well, you, I mean, as a GM, have to go down to optics matter. Shit, you're right. Somebody clip that. I just want that in clip. It's around twenty-five, two hours, forty-five minutes, and like twenty-ish seconds. That needs no, to be clipped. It's it'll be crazy with him holding up one. You know what I'm saying? And then you just traded this dude out of your town. It's but if just you're Ryan Bowles, I mean, you're going to know that? well before the draft that he's yeah, your guy. You go you to just, freaking Tyler yeah. Scott. Remember on the movie Draft Draft Day? He Remember the he owner walking the, up there? He, yeah. took, he took the jersey. Had the, the jersey. But yeah. yeah, that's a great point. Uh, Jacob Daniels, 499. I love David Kaplan's new model this week. We quote, we shouldn't have drafted Connor Bedard. Is that how you say his name? Yep. Build the team. Should have yeah. traded him for picks. Exactly. He's talking about that superstar hockey player. Yeah. Somebody right? said somebody that somebody went on Twitter and said, he ain't Bedard, bro. You're right. Yeah. He's better. At a better, more important position. Frank Hacks. Oh, see, he Look made it this. up. Cars. He left you out. Frank Carr, right nine and I love cars. Bear down. Thank you. Thank you. He's talking about Tesla. Who the fuck is this me. Frank Hacks guy? He's talking about <laughs> Teslas. Gary Franklin's back. $20. Take a screenshot. DDP, Shane, Cars, and Brian. Has to be one of the best Bears panels. PTNL is on fire tonight. Bear down. Fuck Green Bay forever. There you go. Thank you, Carrie Franklin. Knocking these out. Lawrence Chrisman, $5. Between Phil's breakdown on the tape and Carr's financial breakdown, I couldn't be his fan anymore. He's talking about Justin Fields. 
Justin Fields. Cygnus X1 498. Justin Fields' fourth quarter stats says it all. In crunch time, he fails. Wait a minute, Dave. I got to put this up. We got to call. Okay. We got to call John out. Go ahead. Did you guys know that his time to throw was more than six seconds for the season? No, he had 50 dropbacks where his time to throw was over six seconds. Well, I can destroy this for you. Yeah. Would you like me? No, because well, you're not, not going to watching. Yeah. So first watching it was he doesn't make plays within structure. Then it was you can't show me one play that he takes not in shotgun. We've 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 done everything. Check, did it? Check. Did it? So sorry, John. Well, the one Bye. thing about that, I, I really want to address it because there are people that are ignorant to it. Did and he have it in six point nine where he broke his thumb and missed the next month? Like Justin Fields did. Watching Caleb Williams manipulate the pocket and buy himself time is completely different than a quarterback sitting in the pocket afraid to throw the football in an NFL window. Those things are too different, and you have to understand football, not from Merrill Hodge watching a fucking television copy of a game. You have to watch the All-22 tape and especially the coach's angle. Brian, Dan Marino did things as a non-athlete, I would say, non-athletic moving quarterback. He couldn't run, we'll say. He was an athlete. But in the pocket, he can step up, drop back, slide to the right, slide, turn his shoulders, squ- and he just couldn't be sacked because he knew and had this ability to – to manipulate a chessboard in the pocket like nothing. And watching just uh, Caleb do this, it's just, it's next level. Like he comes in without having to work on his feet. My father, the first thing he said, Shane, was what? Philip, he's got great feet. Yeah. He's got great feet. He could be a middle linebacker. <laughs> this is actually... Uh, interesting breaking news, Shane. Super chat from E90. Uh, per Tony Pauline, uh, the Shane Vegas Raiders now have genuine interest in acquiring Justin Fields and will be exploring a trade for him. I know, you know. Tony's close to, to your neck of the woods, Brian. Do you have any insight on that? I mean, I know he's he's broke a lot of draft related news before anybody especially with with you know people and where they're going to go and where there's interest but boy oh boy then he ends up in vegas with luke ketsy an offensive coordinator that's gonna that's gonna create some headlines yeah i'd, I'd pump the brakes on that one i would too but it's still <laughs> it's fun so- to think about it sounds way off. The, I would be shocked. I'm confident that is not. Yeah, the, I just can't. Whatsoever. Doyle Collette, 25 bucks. Just want to show my love to you guys and the passion you bring week in and week out. DDP, we got to we gotta give it to him again. Let's give him. Let's give me Caleb Williams or give no, me I death. Will, Much I will say it for you that night. Uh, draft night. We're going to have to add Brian to the panel. We just don't need I'm you crying. crying. Then that's going to become a whole Jordan meme. And I have to cry. That's going to be your new Mac Jones, baby. Mac Jones, baby. Uh, Gareth Tanswell. 
1399 great show guys some great takes from brian the mental side of the games thank you gareth uh winnebago winnebago bears yeah winnebago bro fields gone williams all the way brian i'm very great grateful for your explanation on fields podcast interview there you go 499 our guy Bill Wagner's back. Thanks, guys, and Sharif for some much needed common sense. Great to have Brian back on. Keeping it 100, and we appreciate cars joining in despite all the Justin Fields talk. Cars love you. It. Make some statement on some. Oh, I can't part. wait till they trade him and we're gonna go live and cars live cars cars is gonna be tour. in the fucking green room before we schedule the show ready to go on that <laughs> ready to go on that show day just so we gonna be ripping his jersey off the wall <laughs> just setting <laughs> up in a bonfire while Maisie is screaming go shit in a hat behind me right <laughs> that's basically what's gonna be happening <laughs> we finish it up here with wayne bender 10 bucks when i watch caleb williams play he reminds me of aaron Rodgers more than mahomes i just hope shane waldron's offense will mesh well with this play style do you guys have any expectations for caleb next year i th- yeah my expectation is a more functional passing offense by a pretty sizable margin and i mean if you read a comment like that again the answers are in front of you he reminds you more of aaron Rodgers yeah. than patrick mahomes okay <laughs> well, like yeah fine well uh this is an amazing scenario we have a quarterback that we're trying to figure out who does he play like more aaron Rodgers or patrick mahomes yeah so whether it's aaron Rodgers or it's patrick mahomes give him to me yeah EJ, you will be very happy because we will be having her powered on. We are currently going through some um, defensive tackle, Jalen Carter tape, before we <laughs> get Herb on and his generational dominant defensive tackle that fell off the face of the. No, I got to get my guy Herb some shit. No, we're gonna have him on, and we're gonna Herb we're gonna on? debate about it, and that's. That's what this is about. I'm not gonna win it. I'm letting him know you're not gonna win that debate because yeah, it's, it's lunacy. I'm sorry, EJ. It's just at the point where it's just I know cars is tired of it, but it's just an easy layup. It's Jordan, it's that easy. I, I mean, it's I don't my- even want to say it that far, but you know what it is. If you want to use the Jordan comp, it's not yeah. drafting Jordan because you have Clyde Drexler. Not a bad guy, but you can update, right? And that's what yeah. that's the way to look exactly. at it. That's a great analogy. Clyde the Glide, even I know him. Well, and imagine that in today I'm not I'm not to switch sports, but imagine that in today's positionless basketball. You know what I mean? Yep. And that times listen, this is so against anything that happens for us guys like brian you and i talked about this in this draft normally the bears are drafting number two (laughs) we're like we were so fucking close man or if it's a two-person team if it's a two quarterback draft we're drafted fourth right yeah third third we're never third we're like we got to be one pick away from being one what do you do what do you do if you're portland you take sam bowie over jordan and then you follow it up a couple of decades later and you take greg odin over kevin durant you know what i mean 
gotta learn from your mistakes. You gotta learn. And and those people that say this, and I've EJ and other people, maybe EJ wasn't. I'm not gonna use any names, but you as a fan. Well, the Bears have failed so many times. What's gonna be different now? The difference is he walks through the fucking door as the best prospect you've ever had walk at that position in your building. That says a lot. The Bears could have drafted Tom Brady, could have drafted Aaron Rodgers. They passed on many a talent. This is the same team that passed on Randy Moss. He didn't make it to Walter Payton's interview with him. They passed on him because of that. They didn't see greatness. They measured it by a a situation like that. Huh? How do you pass up Curtis Enos? Really, I mean, you just you just can't. Oh my God! You know, when, when we you talk have about to the, see that kind of greatness, and, you know what and, I'm saying? When we talk about like the Bears, the organization, they're going to mess it up. I mean, what they may have messed up by taking like Mitch Trubisky, for example, over Patrick Mahomes. Yes. That's the obvious one, but it's not like there's a, a long history. You guys can correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe I'm drawing a blank here, but there's not a long history of quarterbacks who have come through Chicago failed here and had such an incredible amount of success elsewhere to establish this storyline. You know, Mitch Trubisky, first-round pick, failed here, is a career backup. Uh, Rex Grossman failed, didn't really fail in Chicago, just wasn't an elite quarterback, and he went on to Washington and was the same guy he was in Chicago. Um, Cade McNown failed, period. It wasn't just because he was just an asshole and he just was not a first round quality player. It is what it is. He's one of those draft classes where he was inflated that way. Jay Cutler was okay in Denver, comes to Chicago. Okay. In Chicago goes on to Miami. All right. In Miami, wherever he ends up, it's not because Chicago broke him. Kyle Orton in Chicago was pretty good here. He goes to Denver. He's pretty good there. I mean, it's not like the bears have this track record of very good quarterbacks come to fail. Jim McMahon. Well, but you, even no, just go on it. every first round pick. I had this conversation with Kaplan. I go, Dave, Jim McMahon was good, but he was always hurt. It hindered him. Yeah. Right? They but won a Super Bowl further. because of the defense. And that's one thing McMahon's that's part. never brought up in this debate is what? Justin Fields has missed time every season. He's been NFL. hurt every time. We have brought this up, Shane. Come on, yeah. man. And, and, and you, can't, you can't assume that Justin Fields is somehow Couldn't going stay. to be better in somewhere other than Chicago because this is what Chicago quarterbacks tend to do. The actual conversation should be, is Justin Fields just the next in line of quarterback prospects the Bears just missed on? He's just not that good because the guys who came before him weren't that good, and they proved that in their second and third stops too. They just weren't that good there. So the reality now is, do you trust Ryan Poles to break That's the wheel the and break the cycle and get it right at quarterback? He didn't take C.J. Stroud last year. Does that mean he's going to get it wrong two years in a row? Or do you trust him to be the guy to break the wheel, take Caleb, because Caleb, the player – is what's going to break this history. It's not that the Chicago Bears curse quarterbacks who have won Super Bowls when they left here. It's a narrative that's easy. Bears never had a 4,000-yard passer. The Bears never have had that franchise-defining quarterback. So it's a very easy narrative to sell uh, that the Bears are going to screw it up again. The Bears are going to screw it up again. The Bears don't know how to develop quarterbacks. I don't know, man. I mean, 
Justin Fields goes to Pittsburgh. Everybody's going to say, we talked about this before, that Justin Fields in Pittsburgh, that he's going to thrive there. Trubisky hasn't. I mean, I, I don't understand. Like, Trubisky hasn't. He had a chance to be a starter there. He could have locked it down. You know, he could have held off Kenny Pickett. He got beat out by Kenny Pickett, Mason Rudolph. I mean, his performance pulled him out. Exactly. Like, so we, I've we always said looking at, it's it, nobody wants to admit this. Nobody wants to say this. Nobody wants this to be the reality. But the Bears may have just drafted another pretty average quarterback in Justin Fields who can make some spectacular plays. Move on. Take another swing. Brian, and, and to, just to piggyback, most of the time in the draft, it's not just the quarterback position. Like the only player that you can say in recent memory that has gotten better since he left is Leonard Floyd and what he did in L.A. in, in this past year in Buffalo. Most of the guys they've missed have never gone on to be anything. The Bears have just consistently drafted the wrong person. Awkward. It's not a development issue. It's it, No matter the position, it's just we drafted the wrong guy and tried to make something of him. You have to have some clay to mold. And, and a lot of the guys that we've drafted, there's been no clay. And that's why I think, that's why I think not to cut you off, Phil. That's why I think this is the needle being the thread going through the needle here, because I do think Ryan Poles is an old school, talented talent evaluator. A lot of the guys he's picked so far through two years look the part. They're yep. playing well. They're starting. It's a young starting lineup. Minus Vegas. He got it right with Darnell right last year. Tyreek Stevenson, Kyler Gordon, Jaquan Brisker. The list goes on and on. Guys that he has looks like he got it right. The trade identified DJ Moore as the guy to trade for. He's making some good decisions on draft weekend and in free agency. He takes Caleb Williams. Just trust the dude. Just got to right. trust him. I'll say this too. Well, two things. If you're in year three and you aren't the dude, it's very easy to see. And when Brian's saying below average or average at best, I said it's below average quarterback play. That's what Justin is. So Brian Erlacher your shots, your Trubisky shot, Trubisky has better numbers than Justin Fields does after the same amount of games. It's just there. And it's on the tape. Minus so the reality question. of this, it's just unbelievable how defensive you are when I'm sitting here watching tape of Justin Fields and it's awful. That's what it is. It's yeah. it's awfully disappointing because there's ability there to be good. But it, you, after three years, 39 starts, you ain't showing it. Don't give me the fucking centers the problem. It's you. Fucking you make the fucking play, throw the goddamn ball and make the play. That's it. And Justin has not done it. I don't give a shit about his RAS score, how many inconsistent. Oh, he made a great play there. Nothing has been consistent. And we've always been that way. And if you, we can go toe to toe yeah. and watch tapes. And Shane, of course, Ryan Cox sends us this Chase Daniel thing. Yeah. And Chase Daniel went on a rant, like, defending Justin and Caleb's not it. Then, what is it, five days later, I'm watching Caleb tape now. Wow. You're watching tape now? Last week, you were, you, you see what I'm saying? You're fraudulent. Yeah. Right. You haven't he watched was, shit. Watched, he watched Caleb tape today, and then he had a 
tweet later in the day saying, watching Jaden Daniels tape, he's creeping closer to Caleb for me. It's just manipulative bullshit. Right. Like, I would love anybody you can name all, you put all of them out there. Put all of them out there. Uh, do I think Mitch Trubisky is better than Justin Fields? Oh. No. But on tape and the stats and what Mitch did here, he played better than it's undebatable. It's undebatable. Justin well, hasn't done it. Yeah. Brian, I know you've been awesome with your time and you gotta you gotta bounce here. I think we're getting ready to we wrap up here too, things. but just uh, give us a chance to win the division. Where where can we find you or anybody that, that doesn't know where can they find you and what you got coming up? Bearstalk.com. That's where I do all my Bears content. Uh, I have the Bears Talk podcast. You guys, if uh, you'd be so kind, hop on your favorite podcast provider, subscribe, rate, review. I also do a little Bears Talk live show on Thursday nights on YouTube. I'll be tweeting out info about that i'll have you guys eventually hop on with me i have uh, jeff risden usa today's nfl draft detroit lions fan nfl oh, nfc north old yeah. school veteran so I'm, my goal tomorrow night is to get an nfc north rivals perspective on what you is want the bears to have exactly. like, no. it's gonna be interesting oh, to me to get that from him <laughs> to see exactly what the other fan bases think yeah Instead of kind of get outside the Bears echo chamber, outside the Bears bubble. He's a draft guy. He's a Lions guy. So it'll be fun to get both perspectives. And on Twitter, handles there at Brian Prez NFL at the Bears Talk. Uh, I love coming on with you guys. Tonight was a really good mental health session. Uh, and, and like, you know, EJ's on here in the chat. You know, I can go back and forth with him on Twitter sometimes. I think he's a good example of a pro fields guy who you can have conversation with. He can get emotional on Twitter like all of us, obviously. Um, but I do think there are plenty of there are plenty of good arguments to be had. But let's just let's just keep the core values, the Bears fandom, at the front of the line, and kind of work away from there. And you know, with Justin, with somebody put up that question before. You know, can the Bears compete in the NFC North or for the division with Caleb Williams? The Bears can compete for a Super Bowl with Caleb Williams, and that's why you take him number one. I said this last time I was on. You don't settle for good. You shoot for great. You don't settle for a division. You shoot for a Super Bowl. Justin Fields will keep you good. Justin Fields might win the NFC North. Caleb Williams will make you great. He can make you win a Super Bowl. So that's the difference. That that's nobody's saying Justin Fields isn't capable of doing really good things. I don't know if he could do really great things. Caleb Williams could do really great things. That's why you go that route. You know why we need Caleb to do really great things? Because I bought this platinum blue Caleb Williams one of one. There you go. Wow, it's a one no. of one right there, folks. There you so go, man. It could be big. Going to build a house here in a couple couple there years. There you go. <laughs> so, like, I think to kind of put a ribbon on this for all the Justin Fields fans and Fields backers out there, you know, it's okay to think he can be really, really good, and that's still not good enough to pass up Caleb Williams. Okay, like nobody's hating on Justin Fields. Nope. It's just thanks, especially not to- here. Let those other people manipulate truth. And to your point, like EJ, I love the dude. We're still friends. He's not one of those people that take this shit personally. The debate gets heated. Me and Shane had debates about Cole Komet, for God's sake. Heated ones. Weekly. Cars was getting fucking nervous. 
Uh, I'm sorry, I tuned out. I heard my name. What's up? (laughs) (laughs) Sam, again, quarterback wins are not a stat. If you want to say that they are, show me what Justin Fields' uh, win-loss record is in the NFL. Go ahead. Exactly. Let's wrap it up there. Let's wrap it up. A couple more quicks. We got some late ones. Com trues. $1.99. $1.99. So if no top three wide receivers or Bowers at nine trade down. That depends on what the offers are. I'm not bouncing. Just could have an offensive tackle bounce. there. You got to look. Right. I like Jared verse a lot. Other yeah. people. Ryan's a lot guy. I'm a, I like lot too. too. Yeah, I, I'm a doubt. checks out. I, it's a loaded, I top, it's a little I, Mac, bro. It's a loaded top 10. You know, if yeah. the bears only had the number nine pick, we'd be thrilled. So. You know, to have that in addition to the number one, I think you got to be, you got to get a real sizable offer to move out. I think mm-hmm. the Bears can really, really, really do wonders on offense if they just keep, if they keep the knife. I always say this to Brian's point, and I always forget to say it on the air here. Those people that talk about a haul, about trading back and obtaining more picks, that works only sometimes when you have amazing talent. You can't pass on it. It's the same thing of looking at free agency and signing that one player that's going to change the whole context of your football team, just like Montez Sweat did in a trade. And, you you know, with this this first round, the math doesn't lie. You got three quarterbacks who are going, three wide receivers who are going, two offensive tackles who are going, and Brock Bowers. So the Bears are guaranteed, guaranteed two of those guys. So, I t- I took Brock Bowers in the my mock. I took Caleb Williams, obviously number one. I ran, sprinted, did a backflip, landed at the podium next to Tony Medlin, and we both handed in the card for Caleb. And then I came back with Brock Bowers. Do you think Brock Bowers is a luxury pick for the Bears, as it was preferred? <laughs> I think Bowers would be a, a great pick. I think Bowers exactly. is. I mean, he would what's be the number for what's better for your young, young tight end than to have exactly. two security blankets at or what at luxury. I yeah. call it a fucking like a shot across. It's a knockout pick. Giving him offense. a fucking big ass binky to keep him Holy safe. Shit. You know what I mean? He, this dude could play wide receiver. That's how agile and fluid he is in routes at that size. Yep. With Cole Komet on the field and DJ Moore with Caleb Williams, who drops dimes over and over. I mean, it's sick. If I mean, I like Cole Komet. I, I don't know how athletic of a pass catcher he is, but when you look at guys like what Laporta did for the Lions, what George Kittle does for, for uh, Brock Purdy, how Travis Kelsey and, and his athletic yeah. receiver style, what it's meant for Patrick Mahomes, if you have that combo and – and a Brock Bowers becomes a George Kittle type for the Bears, and you have a quarterback who's a lot more talented than Brock Purdy throwing him the ball, you know, it's it's just a great recipe. I I I so appreciate you coming on the show tonight um and knocking it out of the park with us. Cars jumping on. He's still here. No, he is. He gave me a thumbs up. Yeah, but Cars is going to bed, so yeah, thank so you. <laughs> I have two young children that are going to wake me up for early school, so it was wonderful to see you, Brian. 
Shane, Phil, it's yeah. passable to see you. Uh, <laughs> passable at best. But uh, you're going to see a lot more of us. I hate you. Oh, the show, I hate you. I really do. <laughs> I'm going to run away now. All right, cars. You're gonna bounce. Yeah, I know. Right, we can wrap it up here all at once. I just got a couple shout outs real quick. Oh, Jesus, I made a promise. Bro. Listen, I got good. Listen, I want to shout out my boy Nick Whittington and his daughter Chloe. It's his little angel. She runs a uh, dance school, and Nick has been a huge supporter of TTNL. And you and me, Shane, him and his daughter are watching tonight. Uh, he got some TTNL swag. He's got a, he's getting a Caleb Williams hoodie, but he's wearing a Wu Tang Bears hoodie, which I love. Uh, I just wanted to shout him out. And Chris Schrader, Troy Kunkel, Jeremy Kiefer, Tim Kelly, Cornell Keys, and Diamond Scott. They all played basketball together, all listening live. And they're just good people. Chloe, keep dancing. Keep dancing. You'll be dancing a hell of a lot more with Caleb Williams at quarterback this year. I'll tell you that. Me and Chloe will be dancing some salsa with Robbie Marone, for God's sake. That uh, it? We good? That's it. I, gave, I got my shout-outs in tonight. Right. See, Brian, we only kept you one minute past your 10-minute window. Well, two more things, Shane. We got business, just to say, uh, either tomorrow night or Saturday, whatever's better for Shane. Definitely can't do Saturday. Not at all? Saturday Not night. during the Not. day? I'm. We'll be... Could we do it Sunday? Well, it's my son's birthday Sunday, and then oh, you, know the, you know the, the birthday party situation. So maybe tomorrow night, night early. We'll talk. Yeah. All right. We'll talk. Well, we're going to break down the Caleb Williams Notre Dame versus USC game live on our patron. Become a patron today, right there. The tape never lies.com. It's the best $7 you're going to spend. You want the truth? That's what's going to be. Then Monday night, I'll be live with Shane and my dad, maybe another guest. And big news. Coming into to TTNL, uh, we'll be breaking down uh, Drake May's tape and look at him to compare the two. So that'll be Monday. If you're a patron, sign up, thetapeneverlies.com. Follow Brian Perez, bearstalk.com, and the great Shane Marsaw at Wazram. You are a nice person, yeah. Shane. You're not a fraud. That's right. You did send links to any challenger to come on to debate. I did. And I will continue. Anybody, any show, even if you hate us, I will open it up to debate and we can go toe to toe with me and Shane. Or well, first, we have to end this show to go toe to toe on another yeah. show. So this there is where go. we say goodbye, everybody. We love you, but we out. Hey fuckers, this is Brian Erlacher, and I'm keeping it 100 on the Tape Never Lies Network. Oh. The Tape Never Lies Network, man. <laughs> the Tape Never Lies. Keeping it 100 like I'm keeping it 100.
Andrew when it comes to the Bears. I think the, the tape they never lies, right? The tape never lies. It never does. I'm not smart. Get your hat and get the bell off the field. Lauren Cox from Locked On Bears, and I'm keeping it 100. You guys know the tape never lies. Hey, this is David Kaplan. Listen to me. You want to learn football? Listen to my guys. Phil and Shane, keeping it 100, the Tate Never Lies Network. Courtney Cronin, beat reporter, covering the Chicago Bears for ESPN and ESPN.com. And I am keeping it 100 on the Tate Never Lies. I'm Raymond Harris, the Quiet Storm, a.k.a. Ultraback, and I'm keeping it 100 on the Tate Never Lies Network. Home of the greatest Chicago Bears fans on earth. 